are you in the flood time? What? Listen up. I agree. I love Budweiser. Well, it means I... so much to me that you guys miss me. No, I don't think so. Mexico. Y'all must be drinking. Yummy. Dude, oh, Chick-fil-A fries. I think your bedazzled jeans are too tight. So, uh, not normal to form here. Paul's going to work on dialing the numbers, but uh, we got a call going out to our buddy Sean out in Hawaii. Uh, runs Nervous Water uh, Fly Shop out there, and also uh, Nervous Water Hawaii on Instagram. Nervous Water Hawaii uh, is his website as well. We're just going to touch base with him about uh, bone fishing over in Hawaii and maybe a little bit about the fires and the bad stuff going on over there too. But uh, we're going to call him right off the rip because he's actually in the shop today. He's hanging up a little... I'm busy signing the glass so he can talk to us, so we're trying to time this out uh, across half the damn planet. So Paul's right, dialing hit now. The, hit the, hit, are we good? We're good. I'm good. That was the intro. That's all, all I right. got. This usually doesn't go I smooth, like it. so we'll see what happens here. Okay. Yeah. Hello? Hey, Sean, can you hear me? Yes, we can. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, this is Mike. You're, you're sitting here with Mike, Paul. This is uh, Paul. What's uh, up, There dude? he is, and Doug. And hey, bud. Harwick. You're also Harwick, our buddy, uh, who's going to be sitting in later talking about some salmon stuff. Um, but we uh dialing you up, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Just sitting in the store. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, man. Good. So what time is it in Hawaii right now? It is 12.15. Okay, so you're six hours behind us. All right. It's, it's six. Yeah. For, well, since people listen whenever they listen, it's 6 p.m. here in Charleston. Um, so yeah, man, I gave like a rough intro. Uh, it was really quick cause we we're lazy and we sat down 10 seconds before we called you. Um, but basically, uh, we know that you have a fly shop there in Hawaii. Which Island are you on by the way? We're on Oahu. Oahu. Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. Oh, okay. So fly shop in Hawaii and, uh, Honolulu or yeah, Honolulu on Oahu. Mm -hmm. Um, and also you guys run a guide service there. Uh, nervous water, uh, is the name of your shop and guide service and website. Correct. Yep, Nervous Water Hawaii. That's us. Cool. So, um, the home of the big bones. Yeah, big ones. That's what we hear. Yeah. <laughs> also, here it's kind of a man's game. There, right? Like you guys don't. Uh, we're not talking about turtle grass and like white sand <laughs> bottoms. Uh, I feel like from what I've heard, it's it's mm -hmm. a little different there. Um, we got some sandier areas, but some areas are more reefy. Just kind of varies. But um, yeah, we do we do actually have wait a little flats on this island not all the islands in hawaii do but we do have um some decent areas that you can weigh fish and or pull the skiff across and they're more like what you're thinking of a, a bonefish flats and then we do have more reefy areas that are a little harder to wade and that kind of stuff okay. harder to land fish in the coral cool what well, else oh do, yeah, yeah do ahead. they go after i'm just curious what's that like besides bonefish like what else are they going after my customers? 
Yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, um, well, the we have several different species of Trevelis. So, you know, we oh, have nice. GTs yeah. and bluefins and all those kind of stuff, golden Trevelli. But the problem is that we tend to eat them all. So <laughs> there's not too many of them in shallow water yeah. around people. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Hey, uh, natives eat fish. That's yeah. just how it goes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you is. guys do you guys have a broad uh, spectrum of triggers, or is it what, what's that looking like? Yeah, the trigger fish. No, we we have uh, our little state fish, our little humu humu, which I think they call the Picasso in other oh, places. Yeah, yeah. and that's then right. we have we have another one that uh, lives in a similar area. It's brown. It's called a uh, reef trigger, I think. But then um, we have some deep water ones that guys catch bottom fishing and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, I was about not, to say. Not really. you, sorry, I was about to say. Do y'all have the Atlantic trigger? But uh, that's a different. That's a different ocean. No, no, they don't have the Atlantic trigger, Paul. <laughs> well, hey, Sean, um, and just get a because, map. Just because, like, we've never met. I don't know you at all. Um, so, just tell us a little about yourself. Are you native Hawaiian, or did you move there from somewhere else, or like, kind of, what's your background? How'd you end up uh, running a fly shop in Honolulu? Okay, so I'm not native Hawaiian. I'm um, mostly Japanese. I'm a little bit white. And I was actually born on the big island in Hilo, but I've basically been living on Oahu my entire life. And um, I did not start this job. I actually walked in as a customer when I was in college. And my business partner and friend Clayton, he was the one who opened it up because he learned fly fishing and he went to college in Oregon. And um, there was no fly fishing going on here, but he liked doing it and he figured one way to get it started would be to have a little store. So, um, yeah, I walked in as a customer in like 2002 and, um, Clayton got married and moved away to Washington state and I am still here. Nice. So, um, I mean, considering where you guys are right in the middle of Pacific, uh, do you get a lot of, uh, your local clients that are traveling to other parts of the South Pacific, you know, um, the atolls and you know French Polynesian, all those other places that are you know, pretty famous, you know, destinations. Do you guys supply those guys at all? Um, Christmas Island is the big one. Yeah, okay. Christmas Island yeah. just reopened um, this past May after closing for three years with the COVID. And um, we are like the stopover place before you go to Christmas Island. So okay. usually uh, Mondays in the shop, I got a bunch of people on their way to Christmas, whether they want to fish a day here or they just want to grab some last minute stuff before they head down there. Um and there are other places people go to, but um, that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's people coming from all over, except for the Australians, because they go via Fiji. But, you know, mainland U.S., Canada, Europe, all South America, they all got to stop here on their way to Christmas. All right. And so Christmas what's a, a medium-sized bonefish? To me? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Um, well, I tell people our average size fish is four to six pounds. Come on. So. That's a big average, Sean. <laughs> That's a big average, man. That's, uh, well, that I mean, well, by, by, know, there's, there's small awesome. ones and then there's ones twice as big too. So I yeah. consider that average. Yeah. Well, I, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, as somebody who's only ever fished the Caribbean for bonefish, you know, like yeah. I've been some islands that have, I, I've bone. caught double digit bonefish, but I've, that's and I've been to islands bad. where that's not uncommon. But also four to six pound average. Ah, shit! I'll play that game all day. That's dude. <laughs> well, that's... the 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 downside of it is we don't have that many compared yeah. to a lot of those destination places. Like Christmas yeah. Island, you're gonna give them flat. You can be looking at you know a few hundred, a thousand of them. Um, you don't get that here. So these are like ones, twos, like 
they're not coming in big schools. These are like it's, foreign sex. Um, so the, the way it works is they're still a schooling fish, and in the deep water okay. they're in a school. Yeah. But when they move into shallow water, which to me means three feet and less, they usually spread out to feed because it's not efficient for them to be all in each other's way when they're trying to feed. They school up for safety. But remember I told you we ate all the big predators? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they kind of do what they want. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Hawaii different than a lot of other places. It's not that we have bigger fish. It's that we have big fish in shallow water. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's so, a good point. Yeah. In my experience with big bonefish, I've never seen a fish over eight pounds that's ever been with more than one other fish. You know, like 90% of the big fish I've ever seen and or caught have, you know, we're talking like nine, 10 pound fish. Oh, they've I all have. been, they've I all have. been solo for me. I've you never seen one in a school. Instagram. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They've always been solo. I, I don't know. In, at least in the Caribbean, I feel like those fish become kind of loners once they get to a certain size. Uh, I don't know why. I'm no biologist, but it does. It seems that way every time I get around them. Yeah. Um, I caught a double-digit fish earlier this year that they were in a pair. So they do. They're kind of. They'll be friends. Oh yeah, a pair. they're not going to be in a big. They're not going to be in a big school unless they're spawning. Yeah, pair, when they're, pair makes when sense. They're, yeah, when they're going to go into the spawn, I've seen big schools with that, with fish that are easily three foot long in the middle of it, but you're never going to catch those because the little ones yeah. in the pile are going to be the first one to grab a fly. So those And those yeah. fish, I think, come out of the deep water, those really big ones that are you know, 14, 15, 16, whatever pounds, yeah. um, they only come up for the spawn. Otherwise, they stay in the deep water where there's more food for them. Yeah, so like um, you know, in the in the you know, I guess uh, the Caribbean, which is my only point of reference. Sorry, I keep saying that, but uh, you know, the flies we're using are you know the classic stuff, gotchas, uh, you know, sliders, crab patterns, things like that. You guys, because you're fishing a little different. I mean, you you do fish sandy areas, but you, like you're talking about fishing reef and stuff like that. Uh, do you fish different types of patterns? I mean, I know bonefish can be pretty predatory on bait fish patterns and stuff. In certain places, you see guys fish a lot of that. What's kind of like your go-to? You fishing more crustacean stuff, or are you going more of that bait fish? You know, um, I don't know, or just crustacean. something weird. <laughs> crustacean stuff. It depends where I'm fishing, honestly. Um, what fly I'm gonna pick? Um, if I'm fishing for tailing fish in really shallow water where they get a bunch of pressure, I tend to use pretty tiny flies actually. And people wonder about this. Like, you're gonna try to catch a ten-pound fish on a number eight hook, and the answer is yes because it might actually bite that. It's yeah. seen all the size four stuff, and it's not really probably going to fall for that. Um, in the deeper water, you know, then you use bigger, heavier flies because they got to get down and stay there. Um, the flies we use compared to like Bahamas looking stuff, I guess, our, our flies are maybe a bit heavier because we we fish them on the bottom and don't move them very much. Yeah, it's not turtle grass. We don't we don't swim them, and we use stuff that's um, maybe not as flashy. I don't like a lot of crystal flash and sparkly stuff on my flies. Um, it's just more drab. And um, the big thing is, though, that we have to lead them a long way. We can't put the fly anywhere near them. You know, it's got to be at least 10 feet in front. And oh, when wow. the fish approaches it, you move it oh. a little bit, and it's a lot of leaving it alone. If you strip it while the fish is looking at it, most of the time he just runs away. This sounds like a nightmare to guide Damn, people. Damn, yeah, that like, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many guided clients actually catch a fish? <laughs> it really depends on if they're able to cast at all. 
And if they listen. The well, listening's a big part. So that's Paul, like you're totally out. You're out. So Paul's out. Paul's well, let's out. say that sounds like just about anywhere then, right? To some degree. Well, okay. So the last question I have is what are the, because I know what the predators are in the Caribbean, obviously for these fish. And that's, we keep going back to the Caribbean because that's where our experience. It's all we got. It's all we right. got. So, but sure. what are the predators on the flats for bonefish in Hawaii? What eats them? Yeah. GTs, sharks, GTs, yeah, bonefish. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, you ever go to Christmas Island, you'll see them hit, hit a school of bonefish and they go flying in the water like bowling pins. Hey, yeah. we're glad Paul's still here because he almost got taken out by a, a gang of. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. It was a gangle. It was a furious encounter. A furious gangle of GTs. Um. <laughs> So I'm assuming in your fly shop. Hey, Sean, it's Paul, by the way. How you doing, buddy? Yes, sir. Uh, thanks again for all the uh, the support you gave or are giving. I guess it's not able to give anymore towards flood tide, but I appreciate yeah. all the biz, man. It's been fun yeah. seeing you always post that stuff. Um, I, I needed to make more hats, man. How am I supposed to catch any fish without any lucky hats? It, yeah, that's true. It'll that's happen. True. It's gonna. It, it'll rehappen some form or another in the future. Um, but I'm assuming you guys don't carry a lot of Parachute Adams and uh, Prince Nymphs in no. your shop. <laughs> Not a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of San Juan worms. Uh, well, so when was the last time someone did see or catch a GT in your area? On a fly rod. Um, there's only, okay, and here's a qualifier because I've caught them a few pounds, many of them. No. But does that qualify? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, I know. Well, it, more about just the fact, do the, does the species still come around? I guess the fact that you catch even small ones, that the answer is yes. But so the last yeah, time um, someone's caught a big one, a substantial 25 pounds or up is pretty minimal. Not happened on this. It hasn't happened on this island. Okay, gotcha. Um, it, there's the, there's two fish, because in Hawaii, um, we just call all small shavellis popio, just generically. And then... The bigger GT, we call it Ulua or White Ulua. And yeah. that's a fish that used to be over 20 pounds back in the 70s. And then as fishing got tougher because we ate them all, it got dumbed down to being 10 pounds. So now if it's over 10 pounds, it's a double-digit Trevelli, it's considered an Ulua. So um, there's two of those that I know have been caught by people, I believe. And one was my friend Jesse, who used to be a guy here. He had a client who could actually throw a 12 weight because we had a big storm come through in the dirty water um, like attracted him in. So they were seeing him and the guy was from Florida and he fished with tarpon and he's on his honeymoon. So he actually could throw a 12 weight and there are packs of small ones um, yeah. just busting around and he threw it in front and he caught one in the low teens. Um, another one is a guy, um, uh, Lieutenant the Marine Corps, he caught one fishing for tailing bonefish with like a small bonefish fly. And there was a fish that was pushing awake and he wow. hooked it and it ended up being a small GT, you know, in that 10 to 12 pound range also. That's so amazing. that's the only two that I've, that I know of on this island. Nope. Molokai, they've caught bigger ones on flies, but not on this island. Now, one more just species question. Uh, sure. Are there any kind of pompano or permit type species there? Yeah. No. No, no our, really? our closest thing is no. Our, our closest thing is a golden chevrolet, if you know what that is. Okay. Yeah, how, how, yeah. How. Okay. Yeah. So those guys, you know, they get up to twenty something pounds. Um, they they tail. Um, so they're fun, but they just make guest appearances on the flat. So mm. it's pretty sporadic as far as finding them. And if you ever fish for them, they're 
it's like playing whack-a-mole. They mm-hmm. tail and they jet away and they tail and they go the other direction. And so huh. trying to line up a shot is difficult. And so people call it our flats unicorn. Um, but that, that sounds caught- like tarpon in the low country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I do have one other question too, because I was talking to some guys that have a shop in Southern California. And even mm-hmm. though that's a couple thousand miles away. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mike. <laughs> Mike, it is the closest state um, to Hawaii. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, have you integrated uh, spearfishing into your guide shop? Into his bone fishing? No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> no, seriously, into the fly shops. A lot of Southern California shops have like this uh, spearfishing where these guys deep dive, not even really deep dive, but they like mid dive yeah, spearfishing around the reefs, and and they're very serious about it. You know. And I've heard skin diving. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of diving's huge here, but I mean, there's okay. specialty shops where the guys have been doing that and strictly that. And I mean, they got everything for that, all different brands of guns and wetsuits and fins and all that stuff. It's a huge um, industry. It's, it's big here for sure. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But it sounds like but it's, it's a, a totally, saturated it's a totally different thing than, than what I'm doing. So yeah. like mm-hmm. if anything, it would be the stuff that kind of crosses over. There's guys doing light tackle spin fishing, for bonefish okay. and small yeah. rally and stuff. Nice. So, nice. I mean, they do that. And I saw a lot of tying materials to people yeah. who are making flies to throw on gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spearfishing, like, that's kind of two different customer bases altogether. Okay. Okay. So, uh, do you get a, a, an often or a chance very often to get off the island and go do something else? And if when you do or if you do, what, what would that be? Do you like freshwater or would you rather go to another saltwater destination? Okay, so the short answer is no, because when you own the shop and you live in the shop and you don't mm. get to go on vacation, because that's like not just not yeah. getting paid, that means you're losing money every day. So, yeah, okay. Um, so your backyard it's, it's is one. your backyard, your sanctuary. I'm pretty much stuck here. We do have freshwater fishing for peacock bass okay. in the reservoir here. Wait, so really? People, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they put peacock bass in the reservoirs back in the 50s. There's also a largemouth and bluegill in there and, and like weird aquarium fish that got loose, like different cichlids and the... Um, mm-hmm. That knife fish. I don't know yeah. why they threw that in there. But those isn't things there, have all run rampant. Isn't in there the, freshwater trout freshwater. somewhere in Hawaii? Or am I crazy? In Kauai. Okay, Kauai. wow. That's cool. There's a freshwater yeah, gets, trout? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, 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 put, they put rainbow trout in there. Wait, think about what I just yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> think about what I just said. They have freshwater There trout. is a freshwater trout. Yes. Come on, Paul. You, you, you well, totally bet on that. Okay. Um, I, I think. What happened there. I don't know. No, it's fascinating. Um, I so, can't imagine. I mean, Hawaii has every... They have, like, skiing. They have everything. They have, like, mountains. They have it all. No, seriously. <laughs> can you name an- another place that has well, every geography? The other the other thing that they have, unfortunately, and we're just going to hit this real quick. Uh, we kind of talked ahead of time about this, Sean. Mm-hmm. But the other thing they have right now is a forest fire. Uh, not on your island and not in your backyard, but... We would be remiss if we talked to a person from Hawaii in today's news climate without at least bringing it up. Mm -hmm. So um, I know we kind of briefly touched on this in text and and you kind of explained to me that it's on a different island. It's not really in your backyard. Uh, However, um, it would be interesting to us and the people listening just to have the take on like kind of what's going on from somebody who's a hell of a lot closer than we are. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I guess. uh you know, whatever information you've got uh, on those fires and, and what's going on in regards to that. And the best um, places 
Yeah, for people that want to help yeah. any, anywhere that you okay. know that's safe to donate, that kind of thing, yeah. we'd, right, we'd be right, interested sure. to hear. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it's a major tragedy. Um, there's still hundreds of people that they haven't accounted for um, that they're still searching for remains yeah. and stuff. It's pretty, pretty rough. Um, like the entire town of Lahaina burnt. Like yeah. from the yeah. hotels to the banks, the supermarket to all the people's houses, everything burnt. So it's it's just devastating out there. So if people do want to donate, the most direct way I feel to donate to people that'll do the most good to the actual people yeah. and not get lost in a lot of red tape and stuff is there is an Instagram called Bahina underscore Ohana underscore Venmo. And on that they posted pictures of different families who've lost their homes or their loved ones, and you can donate directly to any one of those families. And that way they'll actually get the money and not be sitting around waiting for a FEMA check or some kind of handout. Because they have lots of food and supplies and stuff that they're being sent over there. The hard part right now is they don't have a way to warehouse it and distribute it. Yeah. And so they don't need more stuff right now, actually. They have too much stuff. Um, It's just a way to get it to the people. And for the people themselves who lost everything to just get some money to support themselves and try to rebuild. So, yeah. Well, I mean, here in the Southeast, like I said, we, we don't know fires, but we know hurricanes and we know a lot of natural disasters. So, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, we, we know hurricanes and tidal waves too. I but mean, that's fires a different beast. Yeah. I mean, there's been volcano stuff on the big Island, but nothing that took out this many people this fast. Well, you can see lava yeah. coming a little bit with some warning typically, like, you're not going to see yeah, a exactly. forest fire come rolling on you quick. Like that's a different monster. So, all right. Well, yeah. I really appreciate that insight, man. Like I said, yeah. I, I know you, uh, um, and we're also, we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll go back and listen to that little segment again and, and we'll um, post that, that, uh, Instagram. We'll tag that yeah. in the post for this episode for anybody Please. that is interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, Hey, maybe one of our three listeners will donate a buck or two. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Anything uh, would be appreciated, man. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, um, all right, buddy. Well, I know that you literally. Oh, wait, we got we got our guest here. Want to? He's got a question. Go for it, brother. You know, I actually wanted. You gotta to get kiss that thing. Get up in there. Okay, hey, buddy. I actually wanted. That's great. To, I actually wanted to thank. Your Sign on. There we go. You there? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Hardwick's here. I, I actually wanted to thank Nervous Waters because y'all um, y'all donated a great trip this year to ASF, um, and hopefully. Given what's happened over the last two weeks, three weeks, uh, we'll be able to reciprocate that to you guys, given, you know, all the uh, turmoil that y'all have done, um, been through at least. But Nervous Waters has been great to ASF and wanted to thank thank you yeah. and, and the crew there for supporting our, our foundation um, as well. And just clarify what that ASF is. Atlantic Salmon Federation. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, hey, hey, Sean, how can people get a hold of you if uh, they want to head your way or if they're already heading your way and they want to do some fishing and plan something with you? Oh, uh, so my website is nervouswaterhawaii.com. Instagram's nervouswaterhawaii. Um, phone number's up there, I guess, too, if you want to call me, um, ask me questions. But, yeah, just come by the shop and, you know, pick up a couple of flies or whatever you need. If you're on your way to Christmas Island, you do have stuff that's made specifically for fishing there. Um, okay. a lot of shops don't have that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it, um, yeah, it's pretty much what's going on with me now. Um, how come you guys haven't made your way out this way? 
I, I want man. to. I've never been to Hawaii. I'd love to come sometime. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just now got to the west coast of, of the mainland not too long ago. Like, <laughs> you're working, I, I'm you're working well. my way there, but I mean, I mean <laughs> nothing but a few thousand miles of Pacific Ocean between. If, you know. if we're being honest, Paul's on the no fly. List. <laughs> <laughs> After that thing that happened last February. Yeah. Look, all I got to say is, you know, Dubai can get you. All right, you know, it's <laughs> it'll bite your ass. <laughs> Almost cut off my arm. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah, well, I. I, you know, I would love to come out of there. To be a hundred percent honest, like I haven't gone to Hawaii because uh, I haven't gone to Hawaii. I don't have a reason mm-hmm. to or not to. I heard it's most is amazing. So I definitely want to do it. My wife will be thrilled well, that when we do finally make it to Hawaii, I'm going. So now I know I have a free trip with <laughs> I, nervous I water. I don't ever recommend people come here just for fishing. Okay? Because yeah. the fishing is what it is. It is not Christmas Island. It is not the Seychelles. You know, we do have some nice fish, but it doesn't mean that they're easy to hook. Um, but Hawaii is a great place to visit, and if you include fishing as one of your activities, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, it sounds like Hello. a perfect secondary yeah. thing. Sounds like a reason a bunch of guys are going to book Hawaii vacations. And I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to come out there for fishing. surfing and fishing. For sure, surf. it's going to be a great trip. You can surf there? <laughs> no, I can't surf. I don't want to surf. <laughs> All right, Sean. Hey, man, I really appreciate you. I'm going to uh, let you thanks, get back Sean. to trying to make a living. Um, thanks for yeah, taking man. the time to talk with us, buddy. We really appreciate you, and uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Take care, guys. Yeah. Thanks, you thanks too, bud. Man. All right. We'll Wait. get back to... Uh, we ain't off the air there, Doug. Uh, so... Are we? No. No, we're still recording? Good. We're just getting a little music We're just going to explain to everyone what just happened. Yeah, we had to hop in quick. Uh, we are going to take a break here in a second, but yeah, normally we're you know doing the bullshitting segment first, but we hopped right into the phone call because he was time sensitive. Yeah, he literally had to close the doors, put the uh, closed for lunch sign up on the door, and he took our call. So that's what happened. So yeah. we're gonna, we're going to take a break though, um, come right in, back into uh, what you're used to. It'll start with bullshit, I'm sure, and end with bullshit. I do have a uh, a little song though. Someone sent us first. All right. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. A mullet or a red fish, 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 is it a mullet or a redfish? Fish, 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 fish. Is it a mullet or a redfish? Fish, fish, fish. Is it a mullet? Mullet or a redfish? I can never tell if it's a bullet or redfish. I can I I I I I can I can never tell if it's a mullet or a redfish fish fish fish. I can I can never tell if it's a mullet or a
Is it a mullet or a redfish? This week on Tides of Our Lives, brought to you by Queso Corp. <laughs> What's up, Tuft? Glad to see you made it out of the hospital after COVID for 37 days. What happened, man? Peter, I, I don't really remember. I was I was pulling along. Next thing I knew, the, pool, the pole slipped, and I took a push-pull to the side of the head, and I woke up 37 days later, man. I'm lucky to be alive. Oh, man. <laughs> So glad you're out, man. We got the Gold Cup next week. Are you pumped? Are you ready? Peter, I I, I can't remember my own name most days. I, I, I can't remember any of my spots. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Wait, what? You've got amnesia? That's this week on Tides of Our Lives from Queso Corp on your local channels. Queso Corp. For all the fine products you expect and more, check out quesocorp.com. I love that song. Oh, Will man. would be Rolling Will Stones, would... Doug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that, that was a Springsteen. That's the monkeys. <laughs> Will be loving They're so who want how sulfur they were. So oh. I'm drinking a very large beer tonight. Yeah, you are actually Mexico. I, I saw you over there at that beer shop drinking rose. Don't be lying. I'm a Georgia fan. <laughs> huh? Oh. Is that still going on? Yeah, we're gonna keep playing. Oh. Just bring, <laughs> we just bring it down. <laughs> Even our guests are complaining about the background music now, Paul. What the hell's happening? Hardwick took a little, just you know, some, some acid a second ago. It's cool. It's like y'all, y'all go. Is that still playing? Y'all go keep. You ever had any shot round? top? <laughs> All right, so we should probably explain because he didn't talk a whole lot on the last yeah. little segment. There, yeah. our buddy Hardwick here uh, is going to sit in on this segment and hang out with us, and we're going to talk a little bit about his fishing adventures after we get done bullshitting. Yep. Uh, Granted, the entire show is bullshit, but you know there has to be segments, well, right? I want to know what happened in the tarpon tournament. They caught the lead team caught seven. I know. I mean, Do you with hear that? Bait, all with, things are but possible. Him and his girlfriend, I heard. Yeah. Well, I don't. I know. heard there was no one else on the boat. All I know is too is like, uh, let's let's not negate that one team went two for two on fly in a three day period in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh yeah. Wait, Tucker Blythe went two for two. Tucker, well, yeah. is anyone surprised? No, I'm not, t- I'm not surprised no. at Tucker because he puts a time no. in and he, yeah. he, he knows that shit. He knows really, what he's doing. That's his backyard. Yeah, yeah. he but, knows what he's but doing. But the thing is, like, the fact that you can say someone went two for two <laughs> in a three-day period in South Carolina, like, that's... Yeah, yeah that's, incre- that's incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. For those of y'all used to Florida shit, that does not happen. Guys go two for 500 in a season here, not... Two for two. <laughs> I will say though, after after day one, when we heard that dude caught seven, I don't care what you're using, bait, plastics, whatever. That's a good. That's a. That's you're you're catching one an hour, or you're doubled up. He or, has it you know, dialed in. Yeah. No, I mean those. I mean that's that's yeah. that's the you know that's the thing. Like the the tarpon game here is uh, it's not about like skill. Oh, it, it is a lot about skill, but it's about time. <laughs> it's about how much time. Yeah. Wait, you makes. know, skill does us. Skill has, well, you have to have certain skills for sure, but it's time. How much time do you have to allocate to sitting on these spots and sitting on well, this fish 
to pat well, I don't know that you out. want to be Wait, sitting on that spot because that's where the fish give, are. Oh, let's Christ, also Paul. give a <laughs> shout out to the guys that we know who really. There were a lot of guys not that me. were not in this tournament that know how to catch tarpon. Well, yeah, no, I'm not. No, nobody's saying anything like that. All I'm saying is you like, better start the noticing. guys that we know that are Pat, great at it. Pat, I'm talking to you. The guys we know that are great at what they do, like on the Harris, game here, Harris. I don't know where you are. It's about sitting on the fish, like yeah. about putting that time yeah. in. Which I don't have. That I kind think of time. those fish move so much. So you could do two weeks of work, find these fish, and then the day of the tournament, they're not going to be there. Yeah, well, yes and no. You can I learn mean, their their obviously you can learn their habits and a different pack of fish might follow that same habit. Oh yeah, but they're coming uh, we learned this through some satellite tagging. I was talking to our buddy up in uh Georgetown. He was talking like, you know, it was always You drop a satellite tag? Yeah, it was, it was always assumed our fish migrated south and north like along the coast. <laughs> Turns out our fish come in and out from the Gulf Stream. So like they yeah. pop in and they pop out. So to Paul's point, you get a push of fish that come mm-hmm. in from the Gulf. They feed, they do their thing, they roll back out mm-hmm. in deep water, and then you, you're waiting on another push of fish to come in. Ancient so. aliens you know what say yes. You know what I'd love to see if we had clear yeah. water? I would love to see like what that movement looks like. Because you know in Homosassa, yeah. there's stories of thousands of fish coming in, right. coming out. Three days later, the next group comes out. Oh, yeah. I mean, is, I wonder what yeah, that you looks like here. What are fresh fish? Yeah. Like, like. How many is it there? a storm that comes in, runs yeah. them off, and then a new? Is it batch thousands comes or in? is it hundreds? Who knows? Yeah, it'd be yeah. cool. It'd be cool wow. to know that. We have muddy water. We will never know yeah. that. with we'll muddy know. water unless you get your satellite yeah. tag. Satellite. Yeah. Oh. Tag. Don't go, Dave Matthews, homie. I went. Satellite. I went. I can't do that. Oh, uh, where were we? My train of thought is we weren't distracted. anywhere. Actually, we were here. All right. So, yeah. so this is bull honky session. Hardwick, yeah. So we've we've got Hardwick in Introduce in studio yourself, sir. Hardwick Caldwell, and of course he is a cold water Caldwell Atlantic salmon kind of guy, aren't you, Mister Caldwell? How we doing, guys? Good Whoa, to be here. Yeah, there he is. Finally, there he finally is. jumps in. <laughs> Very excited about being here. Tonight. Hardwick, yeah. Hardwick. Can I bend this thing down a little bit more? <laughs> okay, here. We- here we go. Yeah. yeah. You look comfortable. Are you Love comfortable? this lazy boy that y'all gave me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> wireless mic. Yeah. yeah. He, he, so he had a list I'm of a, things uh, he needed. <laughs> he needed a cold mountains blue Coors Light. Yep. He needed a lounge yep. chair. Mm. He needed purple oh, the M&Ms. Cold? And they don't oh, the mountains are blue. And, and some Copenhagen. So, uh, and some and Copenhagen. Yeah. 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 So we made all this happen. I'm glad. And a spitting bottle. Well, he's from Tennessee, so... Let's not fuck around. Okay. Okay. Yeah, look, I'm so happy to be here, yeah. guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Your agent was easy to deal with, too. Thanks so much for that. So I have a whole lot of jokes, and and yeah. he's, he's just feeding into one of them right now. Yeah. I can't wait to unleash that thing. But. That thing. Yeah. All right, so you, Yeah, so you so got what? back recently from uh, a big trip. Yep. Or a couple yeah. big trips. Actually, yeah, two big trips. And uh, I just want to do a shout-out to my wife, uh, Come on. Kirby. Kirby Caldwell, I love mm-hmm. her so much. Her name, uh, you have a Kirby Caldwell. You've got yeah. some great names yeah. going on. Some, yeah. uh, some serious yeah. Kirby Caldwell. Yeah, yeah. A little alliteration for you. And, and uh, yeah, two trips. I did 20 days of salmon fishing this year. So were they all together? Uh, two no, trips? Uh, okay. Actually, and yeah, the big the big, the big, big kicker is that the, the first trip was on the 4th of July weekend, which is America's birthday. Wow. Right? You, can't, you can't. And you got there. away with that 4th of July weekend trip. Yeah. I okay. Mean, yeah. Good for you. Ba- barely, you know. Um, and then the second trip, the first trip was in Norway at the Alta 
and the second trip was in uh, Labrador, uh, the Northeast Territories of uh, Labrador, um, called the Flowers River. Didn't most of that just get burnt up not long ago? Uh, yeah, no. So we're that the river that I was on was the uh, the most northern scheduled salmon river in in North America. Okay. So we were a bit further north. Um, so we could almost swim across green swim across to Greenland if we oh, wanted wow, to. Yeah. I mean, we were pretty high up. Yeah, yeah, you guys. It up took there. nine flights to get there. Nice. Holy smokes. Yeah. So how does this work in salmon fishing? Is it a beat system typically? And how do you reserve that system? How do you get it all planned out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. So there's, I mean, you've got England, you've got Scotland, you've got the whole traditional salmon fishing beat system um, that that essentially, uh, you know, you could stay on that beat for days or hours, depending on. Sorry, okay. come on, let it out. And uh, <laughs> de- I mean, essentially, depending on how how your e- each river has their own system, right? So uh, a beat, which you know, um, you could be on that beat for call it the day. That would be your beat. And then it would rotate. And so sometimes, at least in North American rivers, which where salmon is an endangered species, so you can't fish for Atlantic salmon in North America, for okay. one, okay. which a lot of people don't know. Um, but you can go and fish steelhead and cohos and chinooks on some rivers in, in New York. And typically you could exchange beats, right? You would be on that okay. beat for an hour. But most of the time when you're going to Scotland or England or Norway or Russia or Iceland or, um, or Labrador or a lot of other rivers, you have that beat for the day. Okay. And and you fish that beat for the day and and hopefully that beat is, is it randomized or you just, this is your beat or can you plan ahead three years out? I want beat AC, like a a three or whatever i mean how does it work typically not i mean typically you are given that beat okay. for for that time okay um and it's all in a rotation so you can't you can't you can't try and pick a beat okay yeah it's kind of like elk hunting and getting a tag sort of i mean is it in, in a little bit in that yeah way? you could get it you could get it one year and then the next year you couldn't get it or you could get an area okay yeah i mean it's all dependent on how uh, the rotation's working. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I got a question. So like, how does the tweed happen? Does it like when you get there, do they give it to you, mm-hmm. or do you like buy it before you go? And Good and question Mike. You know, I mean, like, I just, I just like, is it like all of a sudden you're in the river and you you like you you miss one, right? Like, so you come tight and he jumps off, and the next thing you got wax in your mustache, and you're not sure what happened. Like, how does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm obviously fucking with you. Speaking with wax, yeah, waxing these. Yeah, those were Yeah, you can wax everything yeah. with that. But, don't yeah. be jealous. You can tell mustache. No, you are jealous about his mustache. You can tell he's working on. He's. I mean, he's getting. He is a good-looking man, and you are jealous. I'm not allowed to fuck with people. I'm glad I saved it. I'm jealous. That's the beauty of in studio. You can fuck because it's not like the complication. He knows I'm. I'm. Yeah, this is not getting lost in translation. I'm looking at the man in the face. I'm just asking. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he no, wants to answer. Fucking... No, he's going to fucking answer. Oh, he's going to answer it? Okay. No, sadly, the tweet is struggled. So, 
yeah, you know, not to be morbid, but they're still people. <laughs> no, especially on podcasts like this, they're dying. Their they're all dying off, their right? Butt and drinking uh, beers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the tweet's dying. Is what you're yeah. telling. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, salmon have struggled massively, and the tweed still people pay tons of money to go and fish the tweed. Um, and you'll go and like you know, there's this thing called. Wait, a, there's a river called the Tweed. Oh, I was talking tweed, about the, the Tweed clothing, tweed. but yeah, I was okay. talking about Tweed. Talking tweed. I was talking Tweed. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no, you, can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. You can say whatever you yeah. want. I just fucked with about your. You mustache. were not talking you know about Tweed. <laughs> he just. I was. I was talking about like when you get there, do they hand you a Tweed jacket? Oh, like, we right. might have our first across the table <laughs> arm wrestle. <laughs> Yeah, you, you might need one. No, but the Tweed River is a famous river. Yes, Scotland, right? And essentially, you know, there's so many salmon used to go through there, but now they just don't anymore. And people still pay so much money to, to, to say they fish, fish the Tweed. Just to say they fish it or just to go out there. And, and they're there. They just, over years and years of evolution, um, you know, eventually salmon gets smarter and smarter and smarter. And you don't get as many as you do. Um, but, I mean, pe- there's this thing called the McNab. And the McNab is you shoot a, shoot a stag, you, you, shoot a, uh, you shoot a pheasant or a grouse, and you catch a salmon in the same day. And same the, day? And the royal McNab is when you actually, you fuck the chef that night as well. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And... <laughs> But Royal uh, McNabb. That's the most British the, royalty thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. I, I, but <laughs> the hardest I, part about that is catching the salmon. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Chefs in Scotland, classically no, easy to get laid yeah, by. Totally. Now, hold on, hold, hold on. <laughs> Technically, I am almost a hundred percent Scottish, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take umbrage. You're going for the royal. <laughs> I'm taking umbrage. I'm white trash Scotch Irish <laughs> from North Carolina, bro. Like they kicked me out. No, but but actually, <laughs> Hardwick is making a really good point. Some of these rivers mm. are getting overfished because of vanity. No, I think I think yeah. they're getting overfished I, off. Shore I think that's would be my bet. The point he's making, though. No, I'm not. Well, uh, it, uh, no. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not making that point. Well, absolutely well, then, not. Well, then fuck that. I'm taking my eight weight down to the Tweed. <laughs> yeah. You'll have a so blast for is no. so Atlantic salmon fishing and the the whole yeah. thing of it seems very nichey, kind of like fly fishing. It almost seems like the Atlantic salmon part of the niche is kind of like what fly fishing was seventy years ago. It was kind of a gentleman's club. It was kind of a hard to get into thing. Well, hell, I mean, even fly fishing was that forty years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, it was an old man's game. Kinda. I liked and, it better yeah. when it wasn't cool. Well, I instantly kind of think <laughs> yeah, of. I, I instantly kind of think of. Atlantic salmon fishing, kind of an old man's game, but here you are. How did you get into this? Because the whole thing is just kind of bewilders me. I don't understand how you would get into this in such a a great way like you have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's a lot of it's luck. Um, you know, a lot of it is just like passion. So I grew up fl- trout fishing my whole life. Yeah. Um, and you know, was you know, spend a lot of time in trout waters. My sister was a guide in Silver Creek. Oh, cool. Uh, Dad was a big fisherman. Um, and, you know, frankly, you get kind of subdued in different types of fishing. And then over time, you begin to expand your borders, right? So you, 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 you try and figure out what more is out there. New challenges. New challenges. Yeah. And, um, 
and I got lucky to go and fish some amazing Atlantic salmon rivers. Um, and you're immediately hooked, you know, mm-hmm. because when you fish for trout, you, you <laughs> look a lot of this Atlantic salmon fishing is luck. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, a lot of fishing is luck. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Anywhere. Um, you know, but you immediately become obsessed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, an, it's, 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 if you're a, a true, and I hate to say this word, but if you're like a true Zen angler, which I am, which doesn't really, it, it, for me, it's more of just being on the water and losing everything, right? Like you, you, you don't think about anything, right? Yeah. But when you trout fish or you tarpon fish or you permit fish, which redfish or a lot of guys you talk to, you're kind of constantly like, you know, casting to the, the weeds or you see something rise or and, and that takes up your your relaxation right your zen right with with atlantic salmon fishing it's a fish of a thousand casts like you're 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 double spaying and you're working your way down a beat and you don't think about anything but swinging the fly and hopefully you get lucky enough to catch a fish because the fish don't even want your fly. Yeah, you they're know? just pissed off at it. Yeah, exactly. We we <laughs> we don't even know why they want it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so it's it's just a different type of fishing, and it's it's more for the person who wants to kind of lose himself in space and just be completely one with you know the. The sur- their surroundings. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Look at you. Just a poet. That was a, poet, a water beautiful. poet. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. I've definitely gotten real pissed. I mean, look, Atlantic salmon fishing will ruin relationships and break hearts as well. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. No, it's good. No, because it definitely it, put me in a place. Do you all want to take a break yeah. now? Or no, 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 no. We're done. I, I don't want to take a break oh, because... That's why we all fish. Yeah. I mean, he was in a, a moment right there. And yeah. Yeah, he described it perfectly. And right. that's exactly why we all fish. Yeah. It's funny yeah. how everyone takes their own punishment. Like, there's certain type of punishment, yeah. but we find beauty in that punishment. Yeah. Like, I'm that way with pretty much anything because I don't catch a lot of fish. But permit <laughs> fishing is my, my punishment that I love. Sure. And if I don't catch a fish all week, right. I enjoyed it. I took the punishment of that, but I go home still somewhat happy. Whereas, like, I, I don't do well with permit because I take it fucking personal. <laughs> and, like, I, I did, like, I've done one week of permanent in my life, and, and it was permit fishing. It was just classic yeah. permit fishing. Yeah. I had good shots. I had fish refuse me to do all the things and all the stuff. And I literally got angry at the fish, at myself, at God. I just hated everything about everybody, and I yeah. drove my ass back north, and I have so, not gone back permit fishing. Not that it, I won't. I mean, honestly, for me, like. It was too much for me, Paul. Atlantic salmon is a mystery. Yeah, me too. And like, I want to know yeah. about it. So, wait, I I have to ask, what was the first one you ever caught? Yeah. So the the first Atlantic salmon I ever caught, um, I was uh, eighteen and nineteen, and I had skipped school. Um, I actually took two weeks off of school, and my 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 dad had. Uh, made this elaborate scheme that I was going to see a bunch of ambassadors at another country. And, uh, and we didn't tell my mother as well. And, and, and I actually ended up you started getting, this shit at 18 already. God, I, I got amazing. a D, I got a D minus in that class. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and 
I caught a fish. It was uh, 15 pounds. But when you get the tug yeah. on the, yeah. and, and it's just, I can't even describe the tug. Electricity. I can't even describe the tug on yeah. the, on this. Uh, but the difference between Atlantic salmon fishing and uh, trout fishing or uh, tarpon or reds or what have you is you don't go up necessarily sometimes to the river and read the water, right? You're always kind of reading the water and the wind and the, yeah. the eddies and the ripples. Like here it's, you're just, you're there, right? Yeah. And you're, you're doing the best you can to put the line out and hopefully get lucky and catch one. I mean, I had a buddy that threw up over the side of the boat once. <laughs> Because he drank so much vodka the night before, and he put his line down, and the salmon ate it immediately. And he it was, was the chumming. Worst, That's he was illegal. the worst caster I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. That sounds He's like me here, Umberto. So these places you went to was it Sweden or Norway? Uh, I forget. So I was in, in Norway in um, in July, and then in um, in uh, in August I was in the Flowers River. Had you been to either of these uh, before, or these uh, new new uh, spots? I've yeah. been to the Alta once before, and okay. then uh, I was in um, uh, Labrador for the first time. Now, do you uh, do you get a trip a year, or is it every other year? Or are you able to do anything like this? quite frequently or is this kind of a big thing this was a big year okay and thanks to my wife again. okay i mean this is a big year i mean i typically do the alta every other year okay um uh, because it's on the fourth of july yeah but labrador um uh to the flowers which was a completely different type of fishing it was all dry fly on atlantic salmon and um, that's cool. That's wild. You can only do it at this place. That means, I mean, that that must be amazing to see a Atlantic yeah. salmon take a dry fly. Do you always use a spay rod, or do you start? Yeah, you, yeah, you all, you've yeah, always. Yeah, I mean, done you're that. you're launching fourteen yeah. and a yeah. half, fifteen foot rod. Oh my ten weights. It's amazing. You know, and swinging those things, and uh, yeah. here it was, you know, switch rods and. Uh, single hand rods. So even that far away across the river, when you land that cast, that reach cast, whatever you want to call it, I know you're keeping that fly above, double D snap T two. The line. Wait, I'm sorry, Paul. What did you say? Double D snap T two. I do the snap T a lot. So when you land that that fly, are you trying to land the fly ahead of the fly line? You said you had a lot of D's in there. No, but like, are you landing it ahead of the file line? The so, fly? Yeah, the so you want to yeah. reach cast, right? Generally speaking, yeah. the fly goes further than the fly line, Doug. I don't know what type of Okay, fly so <laughs> you want the fly ahead of the file line. You know what I'm saying? In the drift. Yeah, on, on this particular river, it depends. Okay. Um, okay. But, um, you know, it, it, I'm going to smack yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. You could fish for them anyway. Like I caught uh, uh, salmon on bomber, which was cool. What's uh, that? The first time I ever a bomber is a huge dry fly. Mm. So you mentioned like a stimulator, you know, oh. big deer hair, deer hair body. I think. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. ten times bigger than any fly you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's like a mouse pattern, yeah. but it's you know it's, it's a, huge. It's a it's a type of bug that they put out there. So when did you learn how to do spay casting? Uh, so 
So, spike acid is actually not that hard. Oh, it looks hard to me. So. Glorified roll casting. <laughs> <Doug. laughs> I don't. Wait, did you really just call it glorified yeah. roll casting? Okay. Yeah. Hard work. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So, about once that. you get into spike yeah. casting as a single handed raw guy, um, which might clearly is. Mm. I've done some two hand work, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you two-handed oh, corkscrew Mike oh, Two-hander Corkscrew Mike No, okay G. Loomis was building Some right, two-handed beach rods Can we for a hot let, minute, And I had we, to I had to do some test work On those things Don't Don't, don't cut me short I know a little bit about I have to put a little lube I, in there I, I honestly yeah. do want to hear about this yeah. so. Well, I guess what I'm saying Is that once If you have a single-handed cast It's really good Yeah And you understand How to ca- roll casts And you get I'm the out. rhythm The leverage I'm out. The, Well, the mechanics yeah. of a cast Are all motion stops and points of, and, yeah, and you can trick it out. You can, you know, you can do t- uh, snap tees. You can do double rolls. You can do kind of anything you want. And I'm not so down, you're I saying, know, be clear. I'm Mike not Benson play- has no chance. Of I'm not being down a playing spay casting as being an art form. Like obviously, I couldn't just go out there and do what he does. Absolutely, no, not. you couldn't. But. I think I'd figure it out pretty quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, if you have a good cast, I think you could, actually. So, along those lines, when you, when you were 18 and skipped school, did you go out there knowing how to spay cast, or did you just learn as you went the first time? No, I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, and it, and like I said, it, can't, it comes pretty naturally. You did know? you take a spay rod, or just your single-handed rod, and they taught you how to do it out there? No, no, they had a spay for Okay. Me. Yeah. Did you know that was going to be the case? Yeah. Like, were you waiting for that? Yeah, or were yeah, you yeah. like, oh, hell, I'm just got I my... I kind of sh- gave it a shot at a pond. Okay. You know? Gotcha. <laughs> I fucked okay. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, how but, successful were you were the first time you went out there? I, I, he caught a fish. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, again, like I said, a lot of it's luck, you know, but you're, you're swinging. The idea is to swing it, have a good drift, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you're... You know, you're constantly trying. In other so, words, you want the fly before the fly line. I think the biggest the biggest contrast I've got a reach cast. A lot of times for me, a lot of the, the biggest difference I see between saltwater fishing and freshwater fishing in skill set. Saltwater fishing demands a much higher skill set in casting and accuracy and things like that. However, the thing that saltwater guys never have to fucking think about is drift. Like how is your fly going to if, no, if the fish if the fish is yeah. at point A on the river, but you're casting at point B, and the current needs to take it to point A, how do you get your fly from point B to point A in a manner that that fish is going to want to eat it? That requires a certain tact and skill and ability that you only learn from a lot of time on the fucking water, learning how to when to put that mend in the line. But do, do you the, need a reach cast on the But do the these fish react to drag, or do they want it still? I don't know. He's the same guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. Actually, drag, yeah, it depends. So you're trying to, I mean, you're using all different types of weighted line. So depending on the meters, I mean. You've you you got your little Skagit wallet you've and all that all, stuff. You've got it all, yeah. little exactly. purse. Uh, Did you say Skagit wallet? Skagit. So you know more about this than we know. Yeah. A little bit. Everybody knows yeah. a little about Paul, Skagit heads. Quit playing, like, stupid. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear the answer. Come on. All right. Well, yeah. Sorry, no, I said Skagit wallet. Skagit. Well, it is. A it's you a old. It is. It's a Doug trigger, and I. You old that. English menu. <laughs> that's not English. That's not, that's not okay. Not you old Scottish menu. <laughs> you old Icelandic menu. <laughs> Hardwick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew it would trigger Doug, and I said it anyway. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on. Okay. I don't remember what the question was now. <laughs> 
it's just a combination of figuring out the right water depth, right? So you're always, if you're permit fishing, you're trying, I mean, I don't know, no, not a great permit fisher, but if you're permit fishing. Tarpon, tarpon is a good uh, analogy for this because the, mm-hmm. like, even yes. though you're looking at tarpon in shallow water, it's a three dimensional game, right? Like where is that tarpon riding in the water column? How, where do my, where does my fly need to be able to, for him to see it and want it or whatever? Yeah. So you, you try out different lines that, that sink. And so it's the same concept with salmon fishing. So you're always trying to, you know, you're always trying new different. You know, and, it, and you're in it for the day long quest and you literally might not find out what line it is until four fifteen in the afternoon because of it's the fish of a thousand casts. You're doing different depths as you walk down the river and it you're literally just chipping away all day long to find out what the key component is to finally getting a, a strike. Well actually the the Alto where I am, uh you fish from eight PM till four AM. So it's the least amount of light Ooh, on the fish's back. That's awesome. So it'll totally kind of okay. screw with your. Um, I usually go out. And so this is Alaska. <laughs> so it's the same, Norway. similar, but it's a similar light scenario. If you go to Alaska, and the sun's kind of at the horizon line throughout the night, kind of a thing. Mm. I, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that's crazy though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Different. So, no, you're that's fi- awesome. so your 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 schedule is completely wild. Well, you know, you fish from eight p.m. to four a.m. And because, like I said, it's the least amount of fish on the lights back so that they can see the fly as it's going over them. Um, Do you ever see them rising? So, yeah, you'll see them porpoise a bit. But um, and when I was in Labrador, you can actually see them shine and rub their bodies on on the water. If the water's clear, and you can say that's that's it. So you can decide for it. I, yeah. I do. I, I like to get naked and just scrub myself on the river bottom. Yeah. It's good hygiene, Doug. No, it's no, that's that's actually really, really cool. So, hygiene, hygiene. How you doing, Gene? Hey, Gene. And the water's typically really fast. Like it's it's dangerous water to wade, right? Uh, not so much. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> not that's so, what not, I heard. Not yeah. so much in Norway because um, okay. you fish out of canoes, but in in Labrador, yeah, you could get taken out. Uh, okay. I mean, it's, um, you know, you have to be, you know, conscientious of, mm-hmm. you know, as your fish goes down. Um, yeah. But I, it never bothers me. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. Well, y'all want to take a break and come back and do part two? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. yeah, I really do. I want to hear more about this. Can we post some pictures of uh, Hardwick's fish on our Instagram. Say something else. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. Man, I know I love, what you, you, you think? I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will you please? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready for the next song that someone sent? Uh, of course. Okay. God, we're gonna come, and then we're gonna come back to part two. We're not done yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Reach cast. Hi, I'm Trey, and I'll be your fishing guide today. Oh, so you've trout fished a bunch. That's cool. So you're bringing all six of your rods? Okay. By the way, that vest is really cool. Fish at one o'clock. Fish at one o'clock. Other ones. Seriously, 
Yeah, man. See you next year. Hey, what you eating? Cowboy dick. Hey, buckaroos. There's nothing like a little cowboy dick ice cream. I want something. I've got a craving. Yeah, well, how about some cowboy dick? Sure. All the cowgirls love my cowboy dick. And I should know, because I'm cowboy dick. I like my cowboy dick with some nuts. No problem, partner. Introducing Cowboy Dick, with nuts so big you can hardly wrap your lips around them. My youngins love Cowboy Dick. Ma'am, fill your posse with my Cowboy Dick. Oh, Cowboy Dick. Here, try it. How is it? I can't talk. My mouth is full of Cowboy Dick. She's smiling. She's smiling. Fill your mouth with my cowboy dick. Available in your grocer's freezer. Ooh, once you've had your first cowboy dick, you won't ever go back. He's got. He's not going to refer this show to anyone now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Well, look. Now that your kids are not listening no. <laughs> any longer. <laughs> Kirby won't probably either. I'm so sorry, Hardwick. Ooh, son. He was going to send it to like everyone in the Atlantic Salmon yeah. Federation. He should. He should. We're real. We're real people. It's going to get around. Well, it's just, it's just ice cream. If it's I were you, I would get out ahead of it because it's going to get out there. Yeah. Well, it's a cowboy named Richard. It's not a big deal. It's yeah. like House of Cards. Get out in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. If you do that. <laughs> exactly. For those of you that are still hanging yeah. around, those of you just tuned in after our uh, ice cream commercial, uh, <laughs> uh, we're here with Harvard Caldwell uh, talking about Atlantic Salmon. Now, I've made fun of you uh, with your your mustache and uh, also your tweet, but uh, <laughs> to be more serious, which we're not good at, don't here, be so jealous. Uh, we do want to talk about Atlantic salmon because you you represent a foundation that's trying to protect those fish. You, yes. you work with a, a fundraising organization. Um, tell us about Atlantic salmon, some of the challenges they're facing, uh, some of the reasons that a red fisherman tarpon fisherman slash whatever the fisherman like myself should give a shit about an Atlantic salmon for Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about something that actually means something. How about that? Well, first off, I'm wondering where Alberto went. Is his name Alberto? Uh, no. Umberto. 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 He's here somewhere. And Mike has solved yeah. the problem real quick. <laughs> He's probably hanging out with Richard Queso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Queso's out back, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You'll meet Richard later. He's got some coon claw. How tight? Coon, wait, what is it? Powder. Coon claw powder. Coon claw powder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's he doing with that? You'll find out later. He yeah. does everything yeah. with that. 
So to answer your question, Mike, I mean, the, the big issue with Atlantic Salmon is a number of things. I mean, essentially, um, which I didn't touch on, is that when you do catch one of these fish, you hold them like your baby. I mean, essentially, you, you, you these fish have traveled thousands of miles, and you have hooked them on their way t- to somewhere they're going, and to 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 un to not hold them with care and capacity and love. and affection and love is is just write something like that off, and so. A trout, what does a trout do? What does a permit do? What does a tarpon do? They they have their small migration patterns. They, you know, bonefish, they, they, they settle. I mean, these fish literally go from northern Canada to Iceland and back like three or four different times a year. You know, I mean, this is, you know, these are some of the most spectacular spectacular creatures you've ever seen in your life with that in mind so how, how many times will they produce, reproduce compared to like obviously like pacific salmon die they twice die a year right? these fish how long do they live what's an average lifespan i mean you could i mean i mean roughly yeah. i don't i mean you could you, you could have a salmon that's 10 15 years old maybe okay. older i mean okay. i mean and they may it, have produced reproduced three different times exactly okay i mean it's typically maybe three every other th- uh, every three years okay they make that um but the yeah the issue is to get scientific real quick and not to bore everybody oh no, you're fine man um is that we atlantic salmon are Atlantic salmon. Ignore, <laughs> ignore <laughs> everything. Sorry, Herbert. You've got to ignore all the crosstalk. Yeah. Essentially, Atlantic salmon are endangered in the U.S., right? Because we did something wrong, right? We have shut off all of their capacity to run up rivers in the U.S. Um, and there's one river called the Penobscot in Maine, which we have finally taken down four or five dams uh, and more. Um which took a whole lot of money, a whole lot of help, and we finally got salmon coming back in there, fry and and um, grills. Grills are, you know, small salmon yeah. as a fry, and the the capacity to which you give like a fish like this passion, it's tough because. So many people don't know about them, right? I mean, you talk to people who go and redfish. They're out here every day. They're redfishing. They're tarpon fishing. They're sail fishing. Like it's so easy. They're so yeah. they're so abundant, right? right? right like you right. can't talk to a South Carolina guy about salmon fishing. Um, and when you actually experience this, you know, motion of cashing one, it's you know it 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 life changing it's life changing yeah. it conquers yeah. everything yeah. Um, yeah i've heard that from numerous people that say it's life changing when they encounter a lank salmon on the fly they're like it is life changing all right i w- i want to stay scientific cuz i'm i'm a weirdo yeah. like that um so i know you know we talked about pacific salmon how they 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 expire once they breed once right and we know steelhead don't do that atlantics don't do that 
do Atlantic salmon return to their birth streams like like your their Pacific cousins, or are they more opportunistic when they sense water flow or whatever that's going to be conducive? So, like, how does that work for them? So that's a great question, Mike. Yeah, it's your it's your it's your best question of the <laughs> night. <laughs> so so the issue is is that yes, they do do that, but um, what we've encountered is. Um, uh, a thing called net pinning. So net pinning is um, a form of salmon. It, it's what you eat all your salmon, it's, right? It's, it's farmed salmon, essentially, right? right? Farmed right. salmon, but with open net pinning, gotcha. right? Yeah. And so the issue with that is that so many open net pin salmon escape, and what they do is they go and breed with other Atlantic salmon. And so what that does is it dumbs down the genome of other Atlantic salmon when they're making their turn, but right? Yeah, they don't have a river to return to because right. their ancestor didn't, right? Well, or is that? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. To, to some degree, right? Essentially, what they're doing is is you have farmed salmon mating with wild salmon, and it's then eventually good. what they what they breed is a dumbed down geno, right? It's yeah. like with any yeah. if you it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. And so eventually what that makes is it's very difficult for them to find their way home because they're not completely wild. And yeah. so they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so year after year you find these issues. And so our issue is that if that happens more, then you're just gonna have tons of dumb you know, dumbed down genos. And they're not going to be able to find their way home. So I mean, uh, the long and short of it, and like, and I've I've heard this from a lot of different fisheries and and meat production in general. Let's talk about like when you talk about cattle or whatever. Like at some point, it just comes down to if you're going to buy salmon at a grocery store, right? Like you're going to go and you want Atlantic salmon for whatever reason um, to buy wild caught. Which seems worse yeah. on the surface because you're thinking, oh, I'm taking wild fish. But I don't know. This is my take on it. My take is that like, if we all were forced to pay a really high price for only wild-caught salmon that are highly regulated by government agencies and people that care about those fisheries, right. and nobody's farming net pen salmon or nobody's farming farmed salmon on land that are going to escape or dump toxins into the river, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is that better, in your opinion, as an Atlantic salmon guy? Would you prefer to see a strictly wild salmon fishery, regulated, of course, to harvest appropriate and make all of us pay $50 a pound or whatever the number works out to whenever you cut it down to that kind of supply? Is that better, in your opinion? I think, for me personally... I don't like salmon that much, so I, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I but love like, salmon. The thing is, like, there are people. Out, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. There are people. There are people it. out there yeah. that are going to say, "Well, fuck that." I yeah. like, you know, I like to eat salmon. You know, yeah, yeah. but like, my thing is like, what's they typically the, don't sound like that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but what's the fucking salmon? Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. eating the salmon. But what's in your opinion? What's I like the, What's the best play there when we're talking about commercial production of fish, which obviously impacts the wild fish, yeah. even if it's. Even if you're buying the farmed fish, you're still impacting the wild fish, as you just explained. So, in your in your perfect world that doesn't include nobody eating salmon, how does that play out? Like, so we figure that out to to some degree. I mean, we you, you create land based salmon farms. You like land based better. So it's not necessarily that I like land based better. It's just more of a a, a concept uh, because it's we're, we're trying to figure out ways because we've done. 
my wife and I went to Greenland, and I was there. I met with um, uh, the Greenland Fishery Ministry of um, of Greenland. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. Fishery. <laughs> the Greenland Fishery How many of these Fishery Commission. Uh, the Fishery and, Commission. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, we looked at them and we talked to them about how many tonnage they could take every year, right? Because when the salmon do their loop, they do it right at the, the bottom of Greenland. Hmm. And you can't you can't really you can't do that, right? I mean, the so many people's um lifestyles and and just the way that they live habituation is, is based yeah. on yeah. you know uh, salmon right yeah, i mean yeah. it's based on mm-hmm. like the catch so i mean my view is always just make sure when you go to a restaurant like ask actually if where they, did this salmon come yeah from? where did this salmon and, come and does from? it if you were at a restaurant downtown that, that's a good and you point, and you yeah. did that like they i've had never some, eaten salmon here. okay you would yeah. but he would if, if i were if i were there and i said hey the atlantic salmon special where was that salmon caught? And what what answer would which answer would <laughs> tell me to say special. no? Like what what answer would I say no to? I I think that a lot of people wouldn't even know, right? I mean, I well, think most you, of the tell most of the your waiter wouldn't know though. I mean, oh yeah, I just I think that it's, it's so much of the scary thing is that we don't know what's going on in the ocean, right? The scary thing is that what's happening is that salmon are moving further and further north That's each true. year. Yeah. And like in Rustigooch River and the Gas Bay and all these other places, you could go like 17 days, 10 days, five days without catching one fish, right? And the further north you go in Canada, you can catch fish mm-hmm. still, right? Because the fish aren't. They're they're not there anymore. Like so the, the the fact he the matter- triggers a good point because this relates to snapper. This relates to all of the fish that we think of as so like recognizable. Like they're all moving. They're all gravitating. They're all moving. And salmon are, and so are like snapper. And so the reaction that we have in our fisheries and our departments that are responsible for the the sustainability of these fisheries their reaction is to just stop and 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 say okay you can only catch this much well it's not educated because these these fishes are actually their migrations moving and it's an easy answer to say okay you used to catch four now you can catch one yeah, sometimes well, you need that, though. It's not solving anything. No, I mean... And I, I think it relates to what he is... It, it relates to what Hardwick is saying, because the climate's obviously going to change. Yeah. It always is cyclical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So these 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 migrating fisheries are going to change. Well, right and, now, though, yeah, like, I think the... For sure. I think the thing to think about, though, like, right now, regardless of where you stand on global warming, whether it's cyclical or um, not, the fact of the matter is... Shit's getting hotter and it's moving yeah, north, as we're talking but, about for reasons. But here's our deal. My thing, my my only thing, the only thing I mm. ever fucking focus on is what can I do as an individual yeah. on a day to day basis, which is very small and insignificant in the grand scheme of any major picture of of anything, salmon or otherwise. But I like to think on a day to day basis that if I can live within a sort certain 
code, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Like that, 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 at least I can live with myself on that day. So that's why I was asking questions. Like if I'm at well, a restaurant, okay, ask, but you know, so going back to yeah, the Atlantic yeah. salmon and going back to Hardwick, like what I want to know is this is obviously a fish that everybody wants to catch. If you're a fly fisherman, if you're a sport fisherman, like you want to catch this fish, the geography gets tougher and tougher so where does this go from here and that's what i'm wondering and what can like every like all of us do to support this mm-hmm. huh? yeah well look you guys in south carolina can't do shit to <laughs> <laughs> i mean I mean, y'all really don't give a fuck, to be honest. No, yeah. Oh, no, because I want to catch one of these fish one day. Look, my my biggest fear is that I don't have my granddaughter or daughter able to catch one of these things. I mean, it's literally that bad. I mean, the the amount of salmon that are moving further and further north every year, and what I mean by that, and I don't mean to make your shit morbid. No, no, oh, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's it's part of the deal. Oh, this show we're, died yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Holy shit, <laughs> man! <laughs> wow. wow, we're barely yeah. hanging in there. <laughs> but it's it's anybody that's listening. The most important thing about Atlantic salmon is is that. <laughs> They are the most strongest creatures that have ever lived. I mean, they are, they, uh, and that's why we have problems with First Nation, which is like the tribes in in Canada. It's like they net pen and and they don't understand the fact that if you don't, if you don't let them come back and, and, and lay eggs and reciprocate, you know, it it ends. And so... So do you think over the time it's been more of a temperature thing or has it been more of a pressure thing? It's more of a pressure thing. Yeah. It's not temperature. It it's it frankly is, is if you I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy to say that it's not a temperature thing. Yeah. I mean, look, temperatures are rising, sure, but it's the amount of salmon that people are eating. I yeah. mean yeah. COVID didn't help. I mean well, <laughs> and another comparison to try from their house eating like another, lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody became a chef all of a sudden. In another comparison. Like, yeah, yeah. Have you tried my lemon salmon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or my lemon ginger salmon. And another to that point, like yeah. even tarpon are harder to catch. They're there. They're just harder to catch. Yeah. Uh, but nobody sure. eats tarpon. But right? the thing is yeah. like if you hear but, if you hear the stories but, about like the guys like our just as an analogy to to prove your point of pressure, the stories from Rob and our friends that were trapped in the Keys during COVID, right? Because they live there, and the government put a blockade at on A one A in Florida City. You could not go into the Keys unless you were a property owner or you lived in the Keys. Nobody else came up and down one A. No visitors, no friends of visitors. Like it was a literal police blockade with guns. And they blocked it for COVID because there's no hospitals and shit down there. If people get sick down there, they die down there. So while they were there, it was tarpon season. And it was locked down for two fucking years during tarpon season. And it was nothing but the locals living there. And the gods couldn't work, which is sad, you know, money-wise. But they got to go out. And Rob was like, man, he goes, you would not even believe if I told you this shit. Like he, he was talking about, he, they started calling meat wads of fish. Yeah. Like just thousands of fish just rolling down the, the front side ocean, eating it, you know, eating like because they weren't getting hammered by fly guys, the entirety of the length of, mm-hmm. of the keys. 
He's like, it was the most amazing fishing that I'll never see again. And he goes, just for like a moment, we got a glimpse of what it could be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what it what it should be without us. Like, and he blames himself. Well, like isn't that else, a good like, example of what we could do with Atlantic? Well, so what would it fishing? take for that to happen yeah, for yeah, Atlantic? Exactly. That's, Them, I want to put a bow Because there's this. certain strains yeah, that yeah. go to certain rivers. That oh, they're putting you on the spot, bro. They're yeah, what do we do? What do we do? But there's nothing you can do on some rivers that have lost, lost their fish because those fish return to certain rivers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about how tarpon work, how to permit work, how to bonefish work, right? The bonefish were lost at some point in the in the um, in the keys. Right? They're starting I to mean, come back. At right. one point, bonefish were lost in the keys. Like yeah, there was a while there where nobody was catching bonefish. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 look, honestly, it's it's so hard to get people to get involved with the Atlantic salmon. One, because it's cold. Two, because it's expensive. Three, because it's endangered in the U.S., yeah. right? I mean, any any guy that's 20, any guy that's, you know, 30, 40, can go down and they can go and catch a fucking tarpon, and they'll love it, right, in the Keys, and they'll right. be hooked. Yeah, right? and it's somewhat easy. And it's yeah. to get to, I mean. It's approachable. Yeah. It, it's, it's within reach of an yeah. average yeah. guy. So, um, so this guy, Fred Campbell, who I love, who I'm going to be with, uh, he started a company called Hookay. I don't know if you know it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's Canadian um, Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's I told him to say that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to say that. And, and his view is to democratize salmon fishing. And yeah. so, you know, De- get, what? democratize salmon fishing. What does that mean in the reference of what we're talking Make about? Make it more... Accessible to common oh, people, dem- like yeah, democracy. Basically, the more yeah, people that care about it, the better it. chance you got to protect. Make it a it, democracy, right? exactly. Gotcha. If yeah. you want to do something good for it, it's accessible to you. Gotcha. If yeah. Canada believes that only rich and wealthy people salmon fish, then they're not going to do anything for it. Once yeah. you bring all the other people mm-hmm. from any class yeah. involved in salmon fishing who love it, who are excited about it, so the idea might be harder to get on the water, but you're going to have more people that care about it that will be trying to fight for it yeah exactly so it makes sense. i mean a good yeah. example could be to look at the Everglades. i mean the amount of money that just got poured into the everglades and and into yeah. what Captain's is uh, clean water and all that comes stuff. for clean water a lot of that comes from the fact that florida has a multi-billion dollar fishing industry that relies on that waterway Exactly. I, if Canada can create a fraction of that, you know, which I'm sure they don't have right now, I don't know how much Atlantic salmon fishing brings in, but it's not how much the Everglades and the Keys brings in. So what I'm saying is like though, like that's you're right. That's how you talk to governments is with your wallet, mm-hmm. and and like how much is this going to cost you long term if you don't fix the problems that we're facing? Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. I like that. Democratize salmon time. Salmon for the people. So I when like you he's when, a cool guy too. I saw him up in Flowers River. He um he's he's a he's a French Canadian. He's got this little French mustache. Uh, I'm gonna be long live. Well, I should say he's vive, a, vive la Québécois. He, hey, <laughs> he's a great guy. I'll send him this podcast. Actually, he's the only guy that I'll send. He's gonna to. love cowboy <laughs> Somebody bring out the guillotine. I'm an international. <laughs> I'm an international man of mystery. I'm this guy over here. Off. I uh, no, it. I know some French Canadians. They refer to themselves as Quebecois. They, uh, that's their it. that's their nom nom de uh, nom de nom de so, so when you go when 
when you go to one of these uh, Atlantic Salmon Federation, like let's yeah. just call it a banquet event, whatever. Are there are there anyone there under twenty five? Yeah, that's another issue. I mean, salmon fishing is you know it's um, it's not cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, it's just not, it's not in like the fabric of like a young no, kid unless it. you grow up yeah. on those rivers and like. God, sorry, bad joke, Paul. No, it's, no it's, I'm just trying actually, to. It was actually a pretty good joke. I'm, pro- I'm just trying to paint, I'm just trying to paint the picture. I love this I podcast. This is <laughs> my favorite one. Ever. I get it. Yeah, no, it's it's an older crowd. It's an older crowd. Yeah. We, get, we get that, Paul. Is that oh. my wife? Right. <laughs> Gosh, we, are we done? Are no, we done? no, we're not done. No, I. I want Harvick to put a bow on this. So, what do we do? Common. Well, I want to know about the young people fishing. at a federation yeah. event. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Common folk. What no, can so, we do? So that's a good question. I mean, essentially, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring the young crowd back yeah. into Atlantic salmon fishing, and it's tough. I mean, look, you have a you have a small crowd to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But what you do have is you have guys that love freshwater fishing. Yeah. You do have all the trout fishermen out there. Um, guys, you know how to strip strike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sure. I, had, I had to say it. Don't raise a rod. Don't raise a rod. Yeah. Um, you do have like a combination of a lot of young anglers. That, yeah. I mean, the, the, the real issue is that once you – Get a young guy on a fish, a salmon. Mm-hmm. He's done. Mm, yeah, you know, I got my first buddy out in uh, in Canada this year, Jack Martin, and he caught his first salmon. And yeah, so it was cool. a fish of a salmon, nice, a thousand man. casts, and he caught it in like twenty casts, of course, and awesome. caught a fifteen pounder on on a bomber. That's awesome. And it was glorious. It was yeah. amazing. Um, you know, it's the issue is just that we don't have them right in yeah. the U.S. And so, it's more of like it's and we work with BTT, you know, Bumfish Tarpon Trust. Yeah. And you know about we go ahead. Yeah. I know you said it earlier, but it's the Atlantic Salmon Federation. All right, ASF. Got it. Sorry, right, they're not going to hear this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> What if we boost the, the on, younger on, population on, to go on, check it out? On, let Larry finish. Yeah, maybe we'll get one guy. <laughs> no, but honestly, it's the most amazing thing that you've ever experienced yeah. in your entire life. Like, I've caught a tarpon. Boom. Amazing. Caught a permit. Boom. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Boom. Fish. Incredible. It's who you are that yeah. defines you as a fisherman. If you're a trout fisherman, and you are a true and true a trout fisherman, you are a salmon fisherman. Yeah. And once you catch a salmon, you are done. You are totally sold. You're done. But that's the issue. It's getting that trout fisherman in the middle of fucking nowhere, Georgia, mm-hmm. to go and catch salmon. Yeah. And yeah. once that happens, yeah. that's it. So it's accessibility and you get, is what we're trying to well, do. And you have a it. scope into the larger world ecological issues like think about that if you are a small town guy and you find a way to experience catching a atlantic salmon you suddenly have a vision a a very specific 
view into ecological global issues. Right. And open that, your, it, travel and in that's general awesome. opens your mind. Yeah. That's, like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that I mean, that's amazing. Well, where can uh, where can people find out a little bit more information like this? The federation you're talking about, and, and yeah. ASF is that what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Atlantic Salmon. Okay. Gotcha. Atlantic Salmon Foundation, right? Federation. 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 Yeah. Okay. So why don't I let you talk about it? So how do they find it? <laughs> uh, it's asf.ca. Okay. Um, Canadian. Yeah, it's Canadian. Um, there's a Canadian and a U.S. board, mm-hmm. and you know, essentially, our goal is to, you know, give safe haven to Atlantic salmon. I mean, at the end of the day, and Race. safe haven to podcasts like this. And how, how often do they have their? <laughs> do they have a yearly event, or is it every other couple years? Yeah, it's uh, we do a uh, do two two events. Um, one one in Toronto, Montreal, or. You Reykjavik. Love, you would like Montreal. You'd be more for the pond. You'd be better for the pond. How how like how bougie is that event? Is that a bougie event? Yeah, it's it pretty is. bougie. Yeah, I've got you, I got you. I got you. I got you on the on at my table, Paul. I got, I got drunk with I'm a in, I'm in. Paul, have time. you ever had a glass of champagne in your life? Chablis. Chablis. I my nineteenth birthday, I spent in a little town called Sherbrooke. It's uh, just outside of uh, Montreal. It's, you know, uh, it's a bunch of Quebecois, and I went into a bar because I knew I could drink there. And uh, yeah. I don't speak French. And Quebecois, well, you are, just did. Well, the Quebecois are a little <laughs> touchy. <laughs> you just did. They're a little touchy about people speaking French or not. And I went into a hockey bar. They have hockey bars there. Mm-hmm. And I went into a hockey bar, and the girl back there wouldn't speak English to me. Mm. And so I started speaking Spanish to her because that's the only thing I knew, or at least better than English. And, and I don't know much Spanish, but I know enough to order beer. And so I started. So, so I spent the entire night ordering beers in Spanish from French. a white chick at a bar <laughs> in a French speaking white chick in a bar. Uh, and then they had a live band. They played uh, Sweet Home That's Alabama, French. and the guy didn't speak English, and you could tell. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was awesome, like, though. Sweet Home Alabama. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I think, hey, <laughs> was, I, I think it'd be amazing. It if, was awesome. If, if, if Hardwick would set up a table for us in Montreal at the next ASL. No, it's in New York. It's, like, in, the, it's, it's, it's in New York. It's up, Paul's no, invited. In, uh, you guys, hey, you guys Paul. gotta work. You guys only gotta Paul. work. You guys oh, gotta Paul. work up. All you had to say is "porquoi," "porquoi." Is CD gonna be there? CD will be there. So um, I got a quick, C- I got a quick story about yeah. CD oh, yeah. real quick, right, right, and then uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. But so uh, CD's always been one of my favorite artists. I love his artwork, and as a younger man in the early 2000s, I was studying his stuff a lot, and I got accepted to the Plantation Wildlife Show, and in Thomasville, Hold on, can you repeat that? Yeah, in, in, in Thomasville, <laughs> Georgia. In, I got accepted this Thomasville art show in Thomasville, Georgia. Yeah. Way too early. Like, I should not have been accepted to it, but I applied to it because I thought it would take me like four or five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to get in there. And I was like on year one or two of kind of this I don't know. You were pretty good. Doug, this is, okay. no. This is, this stuff was terrible. So I got accepted <laughs> and I had to put this stuff together. I had to put a booth of like, you know, 10 to 12 paintings together and two or three of them might have been good but the other ones are garbage <laughs> and I was like CD do you think you can come look at my art and like tell me kind of what you think and you know what he did he did exactly what he should have yeah. done 
he basically told me it sucked. And no, <laughs> but in, in a nice in, in way, a, in a, in a, nice, in a constructive in a, way, in a constructive way. Yeah, but that's what I wanted. Compared to these days when people put their artwork on the Instagram. I wish I knew a constructive way to tell you you're an asshole. I mean, they delete I, your comment if you give them something so constructive. No like one it. tells them what they need to hear. And it, no. but anyway, oh, so the point this is really that, was constructive. Oh, it made me a better okay. artist. Like okay. I, I wanted yeah, someone wow. to tell me what I needed to yeah. do. And he basically ripped the paintings apart. But that's what I'm used to. When you go to, yeah. when you go to art school and they, that's what you're used to doing. That's what you need to hear. That's what you want to hear. But the thing is, like in any endeavor, like I mean, just straight up, like in any endeavor in life, like when you're when you're learning something, at least if you want to be good at it, which some people just want to appear good at it or want to pass by or just want to skate by, that's fine. But if you want to be really good at something, the very thing you want is somebody better than you to look at your shit. I mean, the Coupe de Gras one, like, oh yeah, that looks good or whatever. But like, if that person's better than me can look at it and say, nah, man, try this, try that, yeah. switch this. That's not going to work for you. I know what you're trying to do, but yeah. that's not how you get that done. Like, yeah. that's how you become better. Yeah, like, I get that, it. Sure. that doesn't matter if it's it. hard or And not enough it. of that happens anymore these days. You get your know. ass cut every once but in a while. I really appreciated him coming by and uh, yeah. and doing that. It was pretty cool to be seeing one of my art heroes in my booth. Sitting there just looking at all my paintings. That is like, awesome. You know, con- is deconstructing awesome. kind of what's yeah. good yeah. or bad in each painting. That was probably, I don't know, 08, 09, something like that, maybe. And yeah. I appreciate Hardwick coming by and talking to us about yeah. a fish that does not exist. Well, it actually, exist. actually <laughs> it this is, fish wait, is not real. By the, way. So, <laughs> the Atlantic salmon also good in salt water and fresh? What? Hmm? No. Can it go out to the ocean? Mm-hmm. Have you been paying attention at all? It's to an ocean fish. Okay, well, well, okay, I'm sorry. Andromedus. When was the last time you had a hermit? Is the word you're looking for? Well, go up a river <laughs> and spawn. They're not Andromedus. The They're not. This is the best got podcast I've ever been on. God damn it! The first podcast. Amazing. Almost, oh God. Have you and CD ever fished together? CD and I are good buddies. Yeah, yeah. I talk to him once a week. Um, yeah. and uh, mentioned you know that you would. You put something up maybe for the yeah. ASF, and he was very excited That's about cool. that. That's um, cool. Have you ever met James Bice through CD? Because he and Bice are really good buddies. Oh, are we going to talk about James Bice? No, right we're now. not. We're not. No. We need James Bice on this. James, I, it's a I, common friend I love of ours you, but God CD. damn it. All the time no, um, we need James on this. No, but CD has been James a huge James help to ASF, and so yeah. is his wife, Tracy, who pretty much leads the whole thing. Um, and. You know, I mentioned that, you know, I was doing this podcast with yeah. you guys. and uh, Maybe not send this to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, look, the beauty about it is that we're getting this out. Yeah. At the end of the yeah, day, I don't, care, I don't care who's listening. Yeah. I, I know you've got tons of redfish guys and tarpon guys and perma guys. Look, guys, your fish doesn't fucking work. Like, you can, you, you can catch all those little fuckers you want. <laughs> But once once you're on a river trying to catch a fish, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You know, you go out in the ocean, you catch those fish all fucking day long. Oh, you've got no fucking, you got no obstacles. You've got no, you got no river down downstream. You've got no rocks. You've got no undercuts. You've got no eddies. You've got no nothing. And and some guys will say, oh, we've got fuck, we've got we've got uh we've got um. Mangroves, and it's like fuck you, you know. <laughs> mangroves, go blow yourself, you know. 
And you got those little fucking things that stick out of the out of the water. What are those called? Micro pencils. Yeah, yeah. That's bullshit. You know, all those things. What about spartanograph? Yeah, exactly. All that shit. It's it's it doesn't mean shit when you have a forty-five pound salmon on the end of your line and you're in a river about the size of this fucking room right now. You guys, you guys are pussies. Get your shit together, everyone. Just hey, went at we it. don't even need a queso uh, today. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. We don't need me or a queso uh, or anybody uh, else. Shit. All right. Damn. <laughs> oh, y'all can get. <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I guess we're in this segment on that. Yeah. We'll come back and wrap it up with a bow. Um. We'll get. Well, let's do a bullshit session. Then yeah. we get. I mean, yeah. I know queso's in the other room. Fuck that guy. I got yeah. I got an old ad though as our going out on this. Okay, y'all ready? Thanks again, buddy. Hey, you feel guys. free to stick around yeah. for the last one that too, whatever fun. you want to do. Come on. This episode of Valley Life brought to you by Richard Queso's trailer backing school in the Low Country. That's right, Richard Queso will teach you and all your friends all the finer parts of backing a trailer. Which involves using your mirrors, when to let the tailgate down, how much is just a little bit more. Come join Richard Queso and all his fine skilled trailer backing teachers down in the low country of South Carolina. I'll be careful. This segment of Bailey Live brought to you by Doug's current haircut. My God, would you look at it. Mike, look at it. This reporter seen many things over the years, but nothing like Doug's current haircut. My God. So professional. So unkempt. How does it do both? Is this thing going to go live? Right. <laughs> yeah. Back to you, boys. It's going live. It's barely live. live. <laughs> we, we call it barely live. Basically, we don't do anything to clean it up. So. I went and saw Brent Cobb about a month ago here at the poorhouse in old <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina. Never thought I'd be so far from Georgia. Just like bending shit over here, and I can't figure it out. Uh, well, this is what we call the last segment. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Our listeners don't speak Umberto. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I'm fucking with him. I know his name's Umberto. Umberto, you want to be there? Right, come on. Up. <laughs> come on. Uh, so I had a little thing on the list, the Ryan yeah. Adams show concert review. Oh, we can review it in yeah. 30 seconds. Give a quick review. Duh. So I was with uh, Hardwick's sister and... Was he brother-in-law? Stop brother-in-law, me up in the brother-in-law. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we all know you're here. And uh, it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was a little weird. He's, I mean, he's he try- went into cold roses, and he seemed to never come out of it. No, he's 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 mixing metal with. No. Uh, let's throw his song in the middle. Metal over here in jam band. He's like going back and forth mm. the whole time. Let's talk about his pajamas. Well, he did have some Slayer. He came out in some sweatpants that said Slayer down the side. My sister did? 
<laughs> Wait, what's going no, on? No, no, no. Kate, uh, Kate did not. We're talking about Ryan Adams. Oh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Adams, Adams actually came out. Pajamas. Yeah, yeah, Slayer pajamas. Well, they probably weren't pajamas. They were probably sweatpants. Yeah, they were sweatpants. That's they might still, have been his pajamas. What are you weird. looking? I'm yeah. looking at notes for the show that I have. <laughs> things, things, topics we can talk about. So what anyway, did you bring Doug? Did you bring any notes or topics? <sighs> no, I didn't. Um, I brought a lot of questions. <laughs> I a lot that's of great. Questions. That's good. That's, that's what bro- Doug brings to the table. That's usually what he yeah, did. It is. He brings lots of questions. Sometimes uh, unnecessary ones. Where are we going to dinner now? I think Santi's, right? Are we going to Santi's? That's the only place Okay, we're, we're all going to Santi's. It's 8.15. No, I, I, no Rancho Los. They close at 8.30, remember? Uh, Hardwick looks like he's got some plans. <laughs> Okay. There's I got blown table. up at Salty's one time. Well, oh, did you really? The, no, it's a great place. Blown up in the all the all male. They really stuff. like Paul. Let's get back to Ryan Adams. Yeah. They like, okay. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Up? So Ryan Adams went into cold roses. Well, twenty. He got a little lost around. He took a turn. Took a left turn around, like uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And came out wait, wait, wait. where I, I thought mean, you went to a Ron Adams no, concert, no. not a I fucking mean, book reading. Seriously, do you not remember? He went on there for well, how about like the twenty-three minute opener, Peaceful Valley. <sighs> that was the opener. Was like twenty-three minutes of just Sorry. going in and out of like. Uh, I must have had a couple metal. of vodka drinks this week. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Here we're hardwired mm-hmm. by the refinery mm-hmm. here in Charleston. Yeah. 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 Um, he wants. Come on, get in here. By I didn't the way, know you were drinking anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they don't. I do. So we are standing literally about what? <laughs> I'm so three, wait, wait, aren't we sitting 300 yards from where Ryan Hello? was playing? Hello? Yes. Caller, come in, caller. Maybe less. Oh, Lock your God. door so nobody can jump in your car and close <laughs> you up. All right, so Ron Adams sucked. He's wearing Slayer pajamas. No, 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 no. He, it was different. It was different. Do y'all want to talk about Tyler Childers? Yeah, I do. It looked like okay. he brought his living room. Okay. Did that he bring his living room That was next him? on my Is list. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So was anyone else here at Tyler Childers? I couldn't. I was I working. I here at Tyler Childers. Yeah. Nobody else had the time to second mortgage their house. I saw pictures though, and it looked like he had a, a, a nice little apartment set up on stage. There was Hardwick. A, a, do you like Tyler Childers? Looks like he had a uh, a, a <laughs> donut, fried donut, and uh, he was he was talking on the side of the street. And I saw him one time play this time in in Minton, Alabama, and yeah. he was eating the donut. You know where the Minton, Alabama is? That was four years ago. Now he's okay. selling. I learned that right away. Now he's selling five hundred dollar tickets. Yeah. There ain't uh, much in Minton, Alabama. <laughs> I saw the gourds in Minton, Alabama. Get the fuck out! At a wedding in a barn. <laughs> I think I was the only one uh, there that knew who they were. Don't mind if you do. You know what? I think the only thing the only thing Tyler Childers needs to do is go. I love you like Kentucky. Back home in Tennessee, and every girl's panties is when everything is frosty. Yeah, and I couldn't move my. I don't know. I mean, it's just yeah. 
Hey, Doug, we're I'll, good now. I was <laughs> just he just cut Doug out. All right, all right. Uh, he just cut me out. I will say, dude, like the gourds, uh, burn the honeysuckle. You could play that at my funeral. That uh-huh. would be that'd be nice. Absolutely, I'll remember Mike, that. You remember Mike, that? The only the thing I'm gonna do at your funeral is gourds, wait. So I, they're awesome. I don't, don't want to talk about just, your funeral. Even shiny ribs is the, the new band. Shiny ribs is a whole different yeah. new gorge though. But I, there's no gorge. I don't know who this gorge band is. Did you say gorge? I said gourds. I will say this. Uh, the other night at Martin's, before you started playing uh-huh. gu- guitar, uh, somebody was like, hey, have you ever heard this song? And they played it, and I go, I heard this band at Pine Creek Lodge in Montana. And I kept swearing up and down it was green sky, bluegrass. No more beer? It wasn't. Or it was out. a called Railroad Earth. Oh, yeah. Never even heard of Someone told me you were... Someone was confused, yeah. or you were corrected well, and told I it was, was confused. okay. Yeah, Railroad. I think had a couple good songs, but Green Sky Bluegrass is really good. Anyway, so this is my first podcast. I'm the so point, excited to be shit faced. Hey, the point, the point in Shores I wanted to get out to y'all is this: it was actually really good, but I was surprised he spent so much time not with a guitar, but standing behind the microphone singing. And it was yeah. interesting because it was almost like, um, oh God, who's uh, Leon Bridges? It was almost like Leon Bridges, okay. and, and it, it really was. And he actually did a good job of it. He actually could put down the instrument and get through a song, communicating to the crowd with his voice. And that's a pretty hard thing to do. Could you stand up behind a microphone without an instrument? No, I need, I need, I need no, this. Yeah, you need that, right? So he did that, and I thought it was cool. It's not my bag of tricks, but did he have a harmonica or anything? <laughs> what a harmonica? <laughs> Is that that little soul thing? You, <laughs> you get confused <laughs> by the most like. Is that like a kazoo? Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. like I mean, you'd be like Doug just asked you about <laughs> nuclear like physics. He said harmonica. You're like, oh what? No, no. Should we but, play hard with the DR three thousand real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hardwick, oh, yeah. are I'm you ready? Hardwick's never. He's never going to so talk to me. This is what again. we normally get from yeah. Will. Then I add some music. Let's just play right. it. Yeah, just right. play it. Just play it. New from Queso Ventures, the DR three thousand. That's right, the fully automatic version of Doug Rowling. Using all the new advances of artificial intelligence technology, the benefits of the DR3000 are unlimited, but include shows up on time at agreed upon location, knows what you're talking about at any time, returns phone calls timely, never gets lost, doesn't ramble, likes old people and kids, puts itself to bed, tells stories in short and concise manner, and on and on and on. So come on down now to your local Queso Industry dealers and get your version now. Warning, this version of the DR3000 still talks shit about local fishing guys. Yeah. I just for the record, um, I met one of those and I murdered him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I you just did. took the batteries out? It was a lot like uh, Alien Covenant. You okay. know, where like the one 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't know anything about that. Not familiar with Alien Covenant. Why does Mike have the little thing over his? He brought those. I don't like using them. He likes it a little. The problem is I'm aggressive. I use my diaphragm. He's afraid of COVID. Can I tell a quick joke? I don't get any. Please, we never have jokes on here. Come on. So what's what's the last thing you want to hear when you're blowing Willie Nelson? Oh man. Uh, wow, that's really gross. I, there's so many I have no Go idea. Ahead. I don't know. I'm not Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is uh, my favorite my favorite description of sex ever is uh, my favorite description of sex ever is Willie Nelson eating a hot dog. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so what? You never heard that? No, I thought you were. That's where you're ending. I'm like, well, no, no, what, no, that's how like, do we hear? No, no, that's literally the. That's it. That's Paul, it. you know the last joke my dad ever Are told we me. Hear it? Willie wait, Nelson. Wait, you know the last joke said, my dad ever it. told that me. That was the whole joke. Uh, Willie Nelson eating a hot dog. You hear this? It's a vagina joke, Paul. Okay. Yeah, I'm confused. Sorry. Mushroom walks into a bar, orders a drink. Guy says, we don't serve your kind in here. And he goes, hey, it's cool, fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fun guy. So you want to hear, hear something real fucked up? Yeah. From the uh, annals of an ICU nurse? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on multiple occasions, I've seen... I love Budweiser. I've I seen people... <laughs> On multiple occasions, I've seen people die from 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 random shit, right? Like, yeah. Let's yeah. put it this way: like fungus gets inside your brain, it'll eat you. Like that's yeah. just how it's. Now your brain has lots Fuck of protection. The fun guy. Your yeah. brain has a lot of protections against funguses. It's very hard. <laughs> there's almost zero. There's like not zero, but there's very few fungus that can actually get through your brain barrier. So don't freak out what? about this in your daily life. All right. Yeah. But if one gets in there, it gets bad. So I had a patient. Fungus got in the brain. Patient is dying, and there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm training a new guy, and I'm wondering if he's going to fit in with the crew on the ICU. And we're going around with rounds. I'm like, all right, this guy brought in with yada, yada, yada. He's got a fungal infection. It is inside of his brain. It is currently, huh? you know, <laughs> killing him. <laughs> and and the, uh, the, the guy that I'm training looks over, and he goes, huh, because that's sad. I wonder if it is eulogy that'll say he was a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I instantly was like, this is my new best friend. We now work together. Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke. Listen up. That's not, Wait, a, that's not a joke. That's a true fucking story. You like, want to tell was... your joke? Yeah, no. Your joke's amazing. <laughs> He's setting you up. Paul, no. You What's my joke? What's my joke? He's trying to mouth He's, something. Now we're mouthing him. things across oh, the table. No, no nope, come on. You don't uh, want it. No. That's like a campfire. Phys- there's a physical nature to that. Yeah, joke. yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. There's, really? There's limits on yeah. podcasts. So there's not a physical nature to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it gets physical, but none of them know about it. Don't tell them. Not tell them that joke. Just not tell them about our physical contact on uh, the show. I agree. Uh, Jesus. All right, hold on. Before, so this father before we sign his son off. beating off. What? <laughs> it Before quiet. we it sign got quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> Everybody, we have a couple no, of minutes. We have no so. limits on this. Most embarrassing fishing story ever. Go. 
What, most embarrassing fishing oh, story? Well, I just it's more I was fishing on the White River. Mm-hmm. I was in college. Mm-hmm. And we went to spring break, pretty my two buddies and I. Yeah. And uh I'm sorry I have to interject. No, yeah. You went on. to you went to the White River. White River in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With you. This you is one other guy. This is <laughs> after we went to Padre like two years. <laughs> Oh, damn. We wanted to go nothing. fishing. Can't have nothing. <laughs> Sophomore year? Or? Yeah. We wanted to go fishing. So I'm standing up on this rock, kind of mm-hmm. doing a knot, you know, figuring out what fly I'm going to use. My buddy came home and goes, hey, Pookie, you want some of this Copenhagen? I'm like, man, I cannot take that Copenhagen. There's yeah. no way. I've, I've yeah. smelled it. It's just, I can't do dip. Mike, man, you know how your buddy's just finally talking, you know, just, just do this one little pinch. Yeah. And he gave it to me. And uh, yeah. old Brian Watts from Mount Pleasant, Texas, <laughs> and I put that little, I put that little, I just put that little, this little robin egg mount of it in mm-hmm. my lip, and I'm start, you know, retying that thing. About the time I get that loop on that fly, but his eyes are going. Cross. Oh my God, I'm yeah. in, I'm moon dancing on this rock, and I about fell in the water, and it's the worst headache I've ever had. And it's, it's an embarrassing fishing story, but just for for mm. some reason this came to mind. Yeah, the first and only time I've ever done Copenhagen. Was on the White River on the rock. That's really sad. Actually, it was the North Fork <laughs> River. But. Yeah, I mean, no, that's. Right. A, that's I don't a, see how after that I would be like, yeah, give me some more of that shit, man. I love right. it. <laughs> so, okay, so. I've had nine Copenhagens uh, tonight. <laughs> and I can you, tell you I've had one. You big I, pussy. Yeah, do, you, do, you want, do you want to tell your wrestling? Because I've got a good one. Come so. on. Well, then let it, let's have it. I think, right. I think. Is it the same one you told last so, time where uh, you're telling somebody in the So. <laughs> I'm up in uh, North Georgia <clears throat> at this uh, this uh, pay to play kind of trout stream. Okay, it's kind of mm. like the so key. You start to the S. So key. Well, let's, the let's so key. Oh, it don't no, matter. it let's matters. It right, it is you on the so key. Hellenfed. <laughs> so I, I go up there because I get invited, and they're like, "Hey, all you have to do is." Just be out there, catch some fish, and just be cool. So I'm, I'm out there. I got like this fucking Sims waders. I got this like They're looking Nathan's good. Winston five way. Mm-hmm. I'm doing so good. And I'm working this little pocket. And Get in that mic now. Let's nobody's play. over there, right? So it's uh it's about nine thirty. And guess what happens? Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it and it's brown it's, trout. Got to release the it's brown pushing. trout. Okay. It's pushing. Okay. It's pushing. Then big pellet like like was eating your turd. What? Like <laughs> a little turtle head. <laughs> you know, like, Jesus. So I start sweating. I start getting hot. Oh so, yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I put everything down. <laughs> I'm like, the photographers haven't shown up yet. Ted Baker's. That's why I'm fishing. What are you doing? Like a mo- You're no, a model. I'm fishing for free because <laughs> they're gonna they have this whole media thing going. Uh, okay. He's always right. a model. So, this is a true story, y'all. So, I go behind this lovely group of rhododendron, which, mm-hmm. by the way, North Georgia has the most beautiful yep. r- I'd argue for Western North Carolina, but you go ahead. Okay. Trout okay. version of mangroves. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot, don't say mangroves around here. You remember, like, um, the one thing that happens when you take a num- number two in the woods? It comes out just. Sloppy. Just it's, never, it's never organized. Just wrong. Yeah. Right, right. So it's almost done. 
I'm on the second wave. The second push. I'm yeah. on the second wave. And I hear this voice say, Son, Doug, is your name Doug? Where are you here? And I'm like, Where? And you're in the middle of this Where scenario. Am I here? So I'm like, I grab It is Jimmy Carter. Oh, yes. <laughs> the president of the, the former president of the United States. Still alive. Um, well, at that point, yeah. I lived up hey. everything. Barely. And all I remember Hey-o. thinking, all I remember thinking is, please don't let the wind change. <laughs> please don't let the wind blow the story. But he was he looking for peanuts? No, he's he's, oh, he's, he's, he's a guy. And, and so I walk over and he goes, sorry. He looks and he goes, what are you doing over there? And I go, Call my mom. <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes, okay. Well, have you been fishing this run? And this is beat. It's, it's beautiful. And I go, yes, sir. I've I've been using actually this uh, funny streamer. It's, it's it's a gold streamer. He's <sighs> like he's like, well, that's just trying to take advantage of the fish. He's like, do you understand what's going on with fish at this time of year? And I go, they're getting fed off. I of go. A machine. <laughs> You know, this is what I literally oh, said shit. to him, Mike. I go, you were president of the United States. And he goes, yes, I was. <laughs> so I said, what would you be fishing right now? And he goes, well, let's come over here and look. So he turns <laughs> up rocks. No, 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 look. Let's come over here and I'm look. I'm not kidding. This is, this is Jimmy Hart. By the way, whatever your Oh, no, political is, yeah. let me just loves, say, Jimmy Carter is a really nice guy. Everybody loves Jimmy Carter. And, and, I don't know so, a single person and, didn't like Carter. And so we saw a stonefly on the bottom of a rock, and he said, no what? fucking way they saw a stonefly on the bottom of a rock. And he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, maybe a little squall. And he goes, he goes, what was your name again? And I go, take your pants off, son. Doug. He goes, do you understand the life cycle of a stonefly? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he tells me the whole story of a stonefly. Uh-huh. The life cycle of a stonefly. At any point, did you just say, like, hey, listen, old man, I know that, but there's also no, a no. pellet so, figure up. Shouldn't you be on your beat? <laughs> I'm not done with this story. So, I wish you were. So he goes, hold on, hold on, hold on, So I'm not done with the story. So, so he goes, he goes, and so we talk about it. He asks about my flies. I show him my fly box. He shows me his fly box. 30 minutes <laughs> go by. No one's fishing. He's just talking to me. And finally, I'm like, all right, m- Mr. President. And that's what I said to him. And, yeah. he, and he raised his eyebrows. He was like, and, and, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go fish the next stretch. And good luck. And I try to be like all nice. And I'm walking off the cart. I'm walking off on the trail. And he goes, hey, Doug. And I look back and he goes, I know you took shit over there. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you didn't fool one over him, did you? 
All right, on that note. Uh, no, hold on. Oh, that was a long way to that get there. That is my honest to God story. That's amazing. Talking to a president of the United States. I didn't Jimmy Carter. Hell, I have not heard that story. Because I know you took a show there in the woods. That's amazing. That is amazing, actually. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I walked away. Pellet fed trout and all. Oh, sick. Mail sack. Why is there All right. I'll give him my microphone. Let's all go inside. It's your boy Richard Queso. Oh, Paul, my song is already played. I know. Paul, I, I wanted have, to play. You don't got, have to hit it twice. Paul. I know. You're a Queso. Ter- you're a terrible DJ. Richard, Paul. I've been trying for you years. Come, to get you you're going to come in here like that and tell me how to run this Look, this operation. Man, the business has been a hurting. Have you seen the temperatures outside? You know how hard it is to make possum fat, rendered possum fat in a goddamn. 115 degree heat and keep it from oxidizing. Oh, we stopped cussing on this show, too, by the way. Well, that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Richard Queso is signing off. So, if you don't do good on possum fat and coon claw powder, then what is kind of your summer product? Starvation. <laughs> Starvation is the backup plan, Paul. I have nothing. I have Queso Corp. If Queso Corp don't make no money, Richard Queso stalls to death. That is the plan. That is the plan. Okay, that's the plan or just the outcome? You don't plan on Does starving. Does it matter? Hey, okay. we made a lot of chili last night, and we thing? invited you to dinner, and you didn't come. I didn't get the invite till it was a little late. It's complicated. I've had to move the trailer a couple times. I was out on I was out on John Irwin's farm, and then after the podcast, somehow he figured it out. And the next thing I knew, I had to move. And, and I've been bouncing around. Okay, look, it's tough for me to get mail, Doug. I don't know how hard that is for you to understand. So if I want to invite you for dinner, I gotta write you a letter. No. You should not. Well, I do have a P.O. box, which, of course, all the mailbox that has come to. So you need to be like four or five days. You, your heads up is kind of a four or five yeah, days ahead exactly. of time. Like, if I, if you expect me to show up for a last-minute dinner, it's going to need to have at least five days advance notice so that I can get down to the UPS store to the rented-out P.O. box. Okay. And you, you don't do the thing. Look, it is what it is. I'm living. I'm, I'm tiny house living. I'm a pioneer, Paul. Like, these kids now that can't afford the houses because the interest rates too high living mm. in trailers thinking they're cool and hipster. Don't forget well, about these two. Richard Queso been doing that. So you sell all your years. products mail order still, right? Absolutely. Like yeah. they ripped out the little yeah, thing no. and they put it in an envelope with five dollars. Yeah, that like, coon claw powder did not work for no me. Box That's what I heard. Box it it actually ended up giving you it yeah, like it little did. swells all yeah. around. Yeah, Look, if really you read bad. the small print, Richard Queso's not I kinda call them boils. <laughs> Now you brought Hardwick's a little yeah. a little yeah. gift pack. Of yeah, so uh, look here, look here, Hardwick. You have never met me before, so I brought you a little something. something. I got you the the coon claw powder. This goes good inside the waiters, keeps it from getting all stuck to you. And then if you get a little get a little rashy like Doug's sensitive ass skin, here's some possum grease. Okay, you can rub possum grease on like anything. Okay, possum grease is like the lubricant of life. It will just keep you nice and moisturized. And look, Rashid don't like that shit. Yeah. Well, Go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who Bob Rashid is, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I brought you some stuff, and uh, here's some queso core product, yeah. and there's some. Uh, there's You're gonna like it, Harvard. You're gonna like it. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Did the mail get? Did the mail come in? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I got they one right here. They send them in 
questions and he answers them, which is amazing. This is this one. This email is from Umberto Jordan. Ooh. Uh, Umberto. He he asks. I use. <laughs> I use strike indicators, and my friends say that I really should call them bobbers. What is your opinion on that? I think that there's no shame in the bobber game. Here's what I think. I think people who who feel the need to rename shit to make themselves feel better should just stop. Let's be okay. real. If you are fishing uh, a lure or a bait underneath a floating object that is on the top of the water to indicate a time at which a fish will eat it, Sure, indicator is a good word. However, the people who invented the barber beat you to it. So, barber it is. So, if you fish in something that floats over something that don't, and a fish eats the thing that don't, and it pulls down the thing that does, you fish in a barber. All right. Richard Queso has spoken. That is fair me, enough. That fair is enough. Regular. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. There's no shame in it. Hmm. You know how excited you get when a bobber goes down? You ever see the bobber go down? Ooh, son, my hair's on my little nubby to stand right up. <laughs> it just, it gets you so excited. Ooh, I, I love to see a bobber go down. Look, bobbers give you a little three-quarter inch chub. You know? <laughs> exactly. When, 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 the, when the thing goes down a little bit. Oh, uh-huh. Oh. But, yeah, like six to midnight for just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, right, just for a right, half right. a second. You, you get a little tug. Because just for that half second, you don't know what the hell's on the other end of it. But you know something's on the other end of it. So I got, another, <laughs> I got another email here. All right. All right. Uh, All right. From Harlick Fallwell. Um, <laughs> Who is that? Who's Harlick I like Falwell? to catch carp Okay. in Atlanta Boo. on the Chattahoochee River. Okay. And I like to call them... City bonefish or city redfish. I don't like to call them carp. I like to call them other names. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel like no matter what you name it, uh, you still live in Georgia and you're still catching uh, carp. So here's my thing. There's no, there's no, there's no shame in catching a carp in the Chattahoochee, right? You live on the Chattahoochee. The cop lives in the Chattahoochee. <laughs> you went fishing in the Chattahoochee, and you caught the cop. Is that not enough? Can you already say, I caught a cop in the Chattahoochee? I guess what he's getting at is he likes to make himself feel like he's catching redfish yeah. or bonefish, but he's really uh, just still catching yeah, carp. Yeah, I like to, when I'm jacking off, I like to pretend like I'm fucking Pamela Anderson. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, it's just me in a dark room going at myself. You can't do that. Look. <laughs> You the, caught a cop. The Atlantic Salmon Federation is going to love this one. <laughs> you caught a cop. Call it a cop. There's nothing wrong with that. Carp are cool now. All the hipster kids are catching carp. Right. What's, our, what's our last question? No. I agree. Um, <laughs> one got a more question. What's her name again? <laughs> Richard Queso. That's Richard Queso. Richard Queso. So, Richard Queso, I have a big issue with uh, with streamer fishing. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't quite figured it out. You know, typically, when I grew up, they say... Feed trout boogers in the morning, woolly boogers in the morning, yeah, yeah, okay. right? Just give it to them, right? You know, yeah, feed, feed them woolly boogers in the morning, and in the afternoon, you feed them dry fly, right? You know, because they're maybe woken up and they're a little bit hungry, what and then at saying? night again, feed them dinner, you know, which is boogers. You okay. want to always pleasantly give. 
these fish easy to bite shit, right? So in breakfast... Sounds practical. <laughs> so what, what, what do you think about feeding uh, trout boogers in the morning? Tell me about that. Well, uh, I, you don't know me very well, though so you don't know kind of how I operate. But here's my thing. Uh, if they will eat it, I will feed it. <laughs> <laughs> is my death on life. Whether it's a brook trout in the morning or a girlfriend in the afternoon, if she will eat it, I will feed it. <laughs> and that has served me well throughout my entire life. Look, I understand the nuances of you know, the underwater, the, the, the streamers and the, the, the bobbles and all the bullshit. Here's the thing. Do you want to catch fish? Yeah. Will that fish eat said Thing. Yes. Give the motherfucker the thing, alright? That's what it is. So if they eat it, feed it. Mail sack. Oh, I'm mail sack. We'll see you later. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. That's hey. all go inside. Mail sack. Mail sack. Why is that? Man, that's as lively as I've ever seen. Arrow sure. is the world's there. first oh wow. store. With Arrow, you can. St- Such a weirdo. I mean, so, Richard was alive, dude. What I'm gonna do here? Yeah. I'm gonna play uh, yeah. as when we when we fade out here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just play Gritty Flower at Slate a Song Prayer Line. Yeah. So, oh, can, yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna kill the mic so we're not. But Let's while we're kind of breaking that down, that. no, yeah. you don't have to. You can. I'm gonna kill the mic so I'm gonna let his song play. And I uh, just want to say thanks for joining us. Yeah, and, thanks for coming, uh, Harwick. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, you had a so good time. appreciate that, Richard Cato. <laughs> I'm not. Richard went out that way. Yeah. Richard's yeah. outside. That Be was gone. fun. I had fun. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It yeah. was good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This, that was a lot of laugh. Umberto, you did great. You did great. Umberto's <laughs> been here the whole time. Nobody knows he was here. Great. He's been in here the whole time. All right, Damn. but these are our friends, Gritty Fly Ride. Yeah, check you out Gritty Fly Ride. We, like the song, go yeah, download ins- it, do the things. Oh, another hey, thing, too. If, if nobody's listening to this, can I tell one more joke? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Put it on He's live. hooked. He's hooked. What do you love on pecan pie but hate? Meow. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did y'all even get that? No. <laughs> Crust. <laughs> Crust. Oh, Jesus. Okay. That's not the best intro to Gritty Fly Ride I've ever heard. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. <laughs> 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 